You're listening to DraftKings Network. Yeah, thank you for listening to the Cooligans. In the first segment, we talk about this third rail event where we were actually treated with respect by players and people in the in the NYCFC office. Oh my god, we were absolutely surprised. Very, very also, strange. Oh my god, we don't know how to handle it. We also talk about getting mayo all over my shirt. Very upset about that. We talk about Dax McCarty has responded. Is it positive? Is it negative? We don't know. Guess what? His wife also responded. Uh-oh. Uh, and she used emojis. And we also talk about Chuck Blazer dying. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I think we have mixed reviews. In the second segment, we speak to Tommy Smith with a Y. Tommy Smith, he's the announcer for the Philadelphia Union. You've seen him for years uh, at ESPN. Just in the in the onion bag, we know the <laughs> old Tommy onion bags. Uh, and we talk about the state of U.S. soccer. And we also talk about Tommy's strange obsession with banana sandwiches. Mm, what is that? And we also, <laughs> I think I want to find out. And we also talk about in the third segment, we talk about the Gold Cup. We talk about the U.S. Open Cup. And we talk about Manchester United. Can you believe that these millions and millions and millions of pounds spent on these teams makes them actually a little bit better than American teams? Oh. What a big surprise. <laughs> we talk about that and more on this episode of the Cooligans. Hi folks, this is Tommy Smith with a Y, and you're listening to The Cooligans. Yeah, baby, it's The Cooligans. Hello, welcome. Welcome to the show, everybody. (laughs) You have a very uh, PBS Kids uh, show. Yeah, type this, vibe all we, of a this sudden. Is, uh, today's uh, show is being sponsored by Nickelodeon. Yeah, by the letter M. <laughs> for all the money we're not making on this show. <laughs> uh, but we don't do it for the money. Nah, baby. Of course not, because then we wouldn't do it. Well, we do this <laughs> for the love. If we had money, we wouldn't be doing this. Yeah, are you kidding me? You know how this goes. <laughs> uh, welcome to the show, everybody. Welcome to the Cooligans. It's uh, another exciting week, even though there's no MLS at the moment. These, these are the. I mean, t- there kind of was kind you of know, if you count the uh, Manchester United uh, ripping pretty much everyone apart. <laughs> but this, but technically, Major League Soccer is on a break. It's on a break. People are on vacation. Yeah, people are chilling. Even 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 though they're uh, on the pitch, there you can clearly see they want to be at a beach. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not really interested. They're trying to slide off the pitch <laughs> into a car, head down to the water. So uh, yeah, even though those things are going on, uh, it's still a lot of a lot of things uh, are happening in, in Cooligans country. Uh, but uh, we just, yeah, like always, uh, my name is Christian Polanco. And like always, my name is Alexis Guerrero. Yeah, we have not replaced hosts, even though people are requesting it. Right, uh, over but the- I don't want to do that to you. <laughs> I don't want to do it to you. Yeah. My DMs are very different than your DMs. Uh, apparently. <laughs> and by the way, why my plural? I only got one. <laughs> I sent myself a text saying, get rid of Christian. <laughs> uh, but thank you again for listening. This is, uh, I'm excited just because uh, I feel like over the past week, we've been getting a, a lot of... Uh, Positive iTunes reviews. Oh man, we've been getting so much love on iTunes. Uh, in particular, what is that? H two Boricua. What was his name? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is that's a that's on the periodic table. H two Boricua. It's like H two O, but just a little louder. Two H two H Boricua. That's, that's right. his, yeah. his Twitter handle. But he he wrote uh, a super nice uh, message to us. Yeah, we tweeted it out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm pulling it up right now. Um, 
yeah it, it, so it, just in general if you don't uh if you haven't uh, left an itunes review for us we just want to let you know it's incredibly helpful because it helps us uh climb up the ranks in itunes and more people can hear about the show so right, it, we it, level up it, yeah it directly uh is supporting the show uh so uh you know a, a review like this w- was super nice uh, yeah it's so, incredible and uh, i'll just read a couple uh, lines of it. he goes uh, these guys are mad funny it's two comics who love american soccer and just really want to show other people why they should love it too no joke though these guys will have you laughing like no other soccer podcast it's really what sets them apart in a lot of ways from everything else the other thing it uh the other thing being it's one of the only soccer podcasts i have found in english where the hosts are latinos tiene ese sabor that's what i've been talking about right oh boy We've been saying this that just because you're latino doesn't mean you need spanish spoken to you at all times exactly some of us know how to speak english not all of us yeah i mean you're, some of us certainly do yeah you are one of them you're yeah <laughs> look I, I i don't know Either language. I'm somewhere in between. If there's a Venn diagram where there's one side is English, one side is Spanish, I'm very clearly some of that middle of that middle. So um, I'm uh, actually next to the Venn diagram looking at it going, what does that say? <laughs> but the, uh, so, yeah, these things uh, help us a lot. And we don't we don't want to just start the show with people complimenting us. That, that's not why we're doing. No, this. that's why we're doing. That's it. Okay. I want that every show. <laughs> it's mostly why we're like doing. a like a Trump cabinet meeting. We're going to start. <laughs> OK, everyone... everybody, before we address. Any of the important issues you're going on in the country. You're going to compliment me directly. Yeah. Don't look me in the eye, though. Yeah, no, look down because you're not you're not allowed to look me in the eyes. You're not as good as me. Uh, but, I got to admit, though, the guy's got that one good idea. Start off by compliment me, or else we're not getting this meeting started. It's a good. It's a, it's a strong uh, strategy. I respect it for uh, you know how to you know he gets things done. He actually hasn't gotten one thing done. Uh, but anyway, that's a good point. Um, he the, got that done. The, the one thing we have to um, you know address because this is and we and we should start the show with uh you know i mean this is huge for us uh obviously people know about dax mccarty and our fruit bowl yeah situation it's been going on for too long too long months and we we've done everything from talk to players that are friends with him Mm -hmm. we've we brought it up to the league. <laughs> We're literally bursting through MLS's door. Hey, your fam. Hey, your fam. We need to have this meeting right now. <laughs> because one of your boys yeah. is really disrespecting us right now. One was someone wearing your shirt. <laughs> Says some really nasty someone, shit. Someone wearing your gang colors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> has yeah. been disrespecting me and my family. Now we can handle it in the street <laughs> or we can handle it right here in this meeting. <laughs> Turns out we need to go to the street, folks. We we <laughs> so um, we're not sure who to give the credit to, though. We, we don't exactly know. Uh, okay, so the only I, person who knows what we're talking about right now is Ty Yoder, <laughs> Ty Yoder who so. I believe is owed the credit. Yeah, I think I think so because um, so again, if this is for whatever reason, this is the first time you're listening to this show. <laughs> we've mean, talked about this so, so far. All we've done is pat ourselves on the back. So <laughs> so much. So Dax McCarty. Player, he originally played for the New York Red Bulls just a couple months ago. Right. He was traded to the fire. He days got, after his wedding. He, he was traded two days after his wedding. Insane. I mean, what a terrible thing to do. We have not forgiven the Red Bulls yet. Not, neither have the fans. Right. Uh, but we're not Red Bull fans, but we are Dax McCarty fans. Exactly. And we're fans of the whole league. And so what we did was while we were looking up uh, in, in, you know, an incident, I guess, with uh, an Instagram post that kind of picked up some steam with uh, his wife 
kind of being upset, Le- releasing some steam about the situation, about, about the whole thing. We in in while we were googling that, we which might I add, she's still bitter about. <laughs> we'll bring that up. <laughs> we'll bring that up. But uh, we found their wedding registry. We got them a fruit bowl. It was the cheapest thing. I mean, that's that's the as much a bridge as we can get. Yeah, there's an entire episode almost dedicated listen to it. To, and then multiple episodes where we reference it. But yes, exactly. So. We got him. Listen to uh, fruit. I forgot the name of the bowl. The fruit bowligans. Fruit bowligans. I think. I, I believe. Yeah. Uh, so that's one of the episodes where you can he, listen about the whole experience. So that that's what happened. Uh, we did that in January. We had not gotten a response about uh, about the fruit bowl. We sent them a fruit bowl, and and you, you you know it's been six months. You would think we'd get a thank you card or, or just an acknowledgement that hey, uh, these two complete strangers who might I were not invited to the wedding. <laughs> but that's besides the point. I uh, did something very nice, and we sent them a fruit bowl. And I, I thought it was like a center of the table fruit bowl. My wife looked at it, and she's like, "No, you idiot! This is like one of sixteen that they were supposed <laughs> to receive." Yeah. Look, is that why it was so inexpensive? Uh, <laughs> but whatever, we got you one. So now somebody only has to buy 15, so I don't feel so bad. Uh, and we left a very nice note, and we hadn't received any word as to whether it was received or not. That was our big thing. We didn't need a thank you. We just needed some simple acknowledgement that, hey, it's here. It's safe. You know, It a, remembers the two of you. A delivery receipt. Yeah, you know, some. Some confirmation. A signature, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but we, we are... Very happy to announce that this uh, we have closure. We have a little bit of closure. Dax McCarty and, and his, his wife, wife yeah, have, have both bo- left separate messages. Separate have responded to us on Instagram. Right. Dax uh, McCarty, very simple. Thanks so much to the soccer cooligans. You guys are the best. Yeah, well, you guys are the best. Well, if we're the best, then I... Pretty sure you'd want to come on our podcast. So, <laughs> so that if you thought this ended there, you are dead. That wrong. is that is some confirmation that Dax McCarty feels that the Cooligans is the best podcast on earth. Right. Uh, and no offense to Mark Fishkin, who was on our last podcast and does Seeing Red, which was from the team he was before. <laughs> you would imagine that was his favorite. No offense, Mark. It yeah, turns out, but this is, I mean, yeah. Dax is you know he he said it himself unequivocally. I mean, this is this is uh, how much proof do you need, buddy? <laughs> I mean, case closed. I mean. Geez. Uh, but Dax did. He did respond with that, and uh, and his wife also responded. Yeah, and uh, saying, uh, and and she made it very clear. Yeah, <laughs> she. It was uh, uh, everybody buckle your seatbelts, s- or maybe maybe sit near a warm a warm something more because <laughs> the chill is about to arrive. Still a little bitterness about about the trade. Oh boy! Uh, and I'll read you what she wrote. She wrote uh, for those uh, of you sitting in the Red Bull offices. If you notice that all of a sudden there's no sun, it's because shade <laughs> is coming your way. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> she wrote. Uh, I haven't written. Uh, she goes uh, uh, at Taco Cooligans. I haven't written any thank you cards yet. Uh, and then she put a sad emoji. And it's the product of having to move our entire lives two days after our wedding. You will, ha- uh, and then she put a smiley face. Uh, and then she said, "You'll have one soon. Thank you." Wow, very very sweet. And p- partially reading it, I, I you know because we've been talking about this so much. Initially, I felt a little bad because I didn't want it to come across as like we're being pushy. Right. About the truth is, we don't know. Where what information they received? Exactly, we didn't know if they received it or not. We weren't. So we don't know if because we spoke to, and you'll see this in a video that's going to come out very soon. We spoke to one of the players who's like, "I'm friends with him, and he's he's better than that. He's raised better than that. He's <laughs> he actually the player said I actually I taught him better than that, which was funny. Uh, so we don't know if he received like, "Hey man, why are you not being respectful and not sending that?" Or Ty Yoder, one of our our most awesome fans, who gave us this awesome. He made us a, bo- a, a bottle, bottle opener, opener, which is going in our studio, and it's it's almost done. We're still putting the finishing touches on it. Um, we have one thing up, but trust me, we. I mean, <laughs> we're looking at it now. Like it started, all right. So it's almost done. It's on its way to being done. That's going to go up as well. Uh, 
he posted on Dax McCarty and his wife's anniversary photo. They, had, they put a six-month anniversary wedding photo. So we know the exact amount of time that it's been since. <laughs> We've, yeah. Definitively, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Again, another unequivocally, six months. <laughs> uh, he posted, hey, beautiful photo. I think you put Do you still have it up? Oh, yeah, I can uh, I can get it. Yeah, because he was like, hey, beautiful. You know what else is beautiful is sending an appropriate thank you to the Kooligans. <laughs> something along those lines. Basically, yeah. So, I mean, thank you to everyone who has, because several people have tweeted out to, to Dax. And A lot of shots have been fired. Ty just hit the mark. Yeah, so, I mean... It it was it was the right timing, uh, and oh, and coincidentally, we, because we were talking about not knowing who to thank, we had just done a podcast with uh, our That's right. another comedian, Christy Cello, and they've accepted uh, credit for it. By the way, exactly, <laughs> which is well, this is why. Uh, so and uh, so when we did that podcast, uh, it's uh, it's a comedy podcast, and and you might know Christy Cello from like Comedy Central's Rose Battles. Uh, she has a strange voice. She's a very good friend of mine. Yeah, but we were on the podcast. She's an adult who sounds like. <laughs> Andy Milanakis sounds basically, <laughs> Pretty but much. the female version. Uh, so we were on the podcast and we were, you know, she doesn't know anything about soccer. And we were kind of explaining to her that like, even though we do a soccer podcast, it's not just like the X's and O's about soccer. Yeah, And I got to give you credit because you're the one who started telling me the fruit bowl story. And I was like, I don't know why we're telling this story here because <laughs> she has no clue what we're saying. But, but it turned out to be the perfect choice. It was the the perfect outlet for us. And, and just to... Uh, uh, you know, we're just talking about how the podcast is about more fun things related to soccer and not exclusively about the game. And someone who works for the Chicago Fire. Someone who works for the Chicago Fire is listening to this podcast, which we don't even like. I mean, she's one of six people who <laughs> listens to this podcast. We did it because we're friends with Chris and we're like, all right, this is a waste of two no, hours. I would, I would uh, joke. joking. Yeah, around. but yeah. She, she, it's a great podcast. It's on the Ridecast Network with Bobby Kelly. You might know. Yeah, they get tons uh, of they listeners. They get a lot of, much Everyone more than, knows I'm only kidding. <laughs> much more than we do. Probably not. But they're, they're very. Very fun. Yeah, their network is great. Our network is me and Christian. Okay. <laughs> they have like, you know, uh, you know, Rich Voss and Bonnie McFarlane, all these amazing comics. So one of Christie's fans happens to work for the Chicago Fire, sends a message to them and says, Hey, I think I might be able to help. <laughs> so that's kind of ongoing as we speak. I don't know if that has something to do with it. Yeah. It might have been a culmination of all these things, you know? Exactly. Dax might have finally hit the notification button on his Twitter <laughs> and been like, oh my God. <laughs> Think of all these all these messages. I don't I even know we had a fruit bowl. <laughs> I, we only got one. We need 15 more. Where are the other ones, you know? <laughs> so uh, just crazy because, uh, look, I, and trust me, listeners who've been listening to this for a long time, or if you listen to this podcast for just, you know, been with us since the beginning or whatever like this this was one of those things that the community started rallying around yeah where, where people it started resonating with everybody where everybody's like you know what yeah what is up with the mccarty's not yeah. thinking yeah. like whatever did happen to that fruit bowl you know and the funny thing is we were like i remember one episode we were like they picked it we brought them something. We bought them something they wanted, and we're still not getting a thing. You're the one who picked it. Exactly. So it's not like it's ugly. At least we got some more uh, context on on what was going on. Obviously, because a lot of people are saying you they usually have a year to send. Yeah, uh, someone at the MLS meeting. Yeah, everyone was like, "I think we can help you with this situation. We're not sure how this is helping." And then one of the guys is like, "You know, you have a year though to send thank yous." And I was like, "I don't, t- I don't buy it." And the only reason I don't buy it is because my crazy Italian wife was like, "No, no, right." away yeah but you you send thank yous well for us first of all you don't get gifts you get checks which is pretty dope or cash 
because again, Italian, uh, <laughs> they don't trust even the banks, uh, but it's a hundred percent true. They're out of their Just minds. Give me yeah. money in a pillowcase. hundred <laughs> percent. We actually did carry around a pillowcase and put envelopes and you know, what we gave it to, we gave it to her grandmother, her grandmother kept it on her lap under the table the whole time. She's like, I'm watching the envelopes. That's why I'm not dancing. She told me that. I'm like, we know Just you're watching the envelopes. a pistol, a small yeah. pistol in yeah. her bra. She's, it's on her leg, on her thigh, her inner thigh as a, as a six shooter. Uh, so uh, as soon as the check's cleared, you send a thank you. That's the way. That's the way I was taught. Okay, so yeah. So the McCarty's clearly come from somewhere else. They're not from around here. That's fine with me. So you get a year, but we have acknowledgement. In other words, we have a save the date for the thank you. Is I think what we received. And I got to be honest, it makes me feel. Pretty great. And also a little bad that we kind of shot. We threw so many shots at them. Uh, but we did it in a positive way. I don't think any of this was negative, And I think the fans have enjoyed it so far. Exactly. And and that is, uh, we, we, we didn't do this whole thing to uh, to scold anybody. Not at all. Uh, you know, most of it, is, it was out of a uh, a curiosity. You know, like, yeah. let's let's see if what happens if we do this. Right. I mean, if you li- go back and listen to Fruit Bulligans, if you haven't, because we're just like, are we actually buying? <laughs> it was just crazy. One player said that he thought it was a little creepy or a little suspicious. That's right. And I got to be honest, we voiced that at the beginning when we were deciding to buy this. Like, are, would you would you accept this thing? Because I don't think I would. I'd be like, yeah, keep that thing outside the building. You know, I'm not I'm not a fan of boxes or shipments I didn't ask for, but it's really nice to know that they've received it. Exactly, because when we were talking about uh, the suspicious, I didn't even really think about the suspicious act, aspect of it. Right. Uh, but I Because you're used to receiving just random <laughs> gifts. But I did, th- when, when, when he finally said that, then I started thinking like, then I started like, almost kind of feeling bad like is it was this even a possible scenario where they would receive something and then it says the cooligans on it and they just like i don't trust this at all yeah, i'm just gonna I, throw this away well i mean that's the other thing too at the time in which we sent it granted it was only six months ago uh you know our name is a bit bigger now than it was even six months ago so six months ago yeah, i could understand if you had never heard of the cooligans i mean by now your grandparents know who we are so <laughs> if you receive a gift from the cooligans i mean consider yourself lucky yeah so in the in the photo it's a wedding photo that dax posted and it was a six month anniversary right and ty yoder uh he he wrote congrats on the six months and then in parentheses and parentheses he wrote uh, writes just just an fyi six months is plenty of time to thank the cooligans for a fruit ball <laughs> Which is, which is, by the way, might I add, that's like the sweetest way to say this because I could, I if you gave me a thousand tries, I not one of them wouldn't have been a little nastier than that, and not purposefully, you know, it's yeah, just, yeah. it's just my style, I guess. And I got to admit, Ty, salute to you, sir. Yeah, man, thank you for. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm willing to say you get at least ninety percent of the credit here. Yeah, because uh, everyone else shares the ten. Exactly. So. Uh, thank you to the McCartys, and I, I, I'm, I'm, and thank you to Lauren Kubera who kept posting. Yeah, she's the, she's the, the I guess producer, the, the producer of okay. Christie's podcast, who just kept tweeting at <laughs> Dax. What about that football? Just no, <laughs> no, no context no. whatsoever. <laughs> Didn't reference anything. Just said, what about that football? So, so you po- know, Dax was like. I gotta, we gotta to, say something. To the point that it seemed like a threat. Yeah. yeah she's from Jersey. <laughs> There's no way you cannot be that way. <laughs> so thank you. And uh, hopefully for the uh, fans listening that it provides some closure for you guys as well. Because I know some people uh, like Kale uh, Parker had, w- had mentioned that she was like, if I see Dax in the street, I'm going to stop him and talk to him. So, yeah, but still do, Kale. Still do it. Yeah. yeah Kale still do it. And by the way, 
uh, we're we're a few weeks away from being in Chicago ourselves. Yeah. Uh, so maybe there's a there's even a way to get more closure to this story, and it's something that we're working really hard on, and we hope it gets to happen. Yeah. And I think Kale might even be there for that. So this could be pretty dope. <laughs> so stay tuned. Yeah. yeah. We're gonna have to hold her back. <laughs> from uh, yeah, it, like uh, from fighting Dax. Is yeah. That like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> How do you take yeah. so long? <laughs> the dignity. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, again, thank you to McCarty's for going on with the joke and being, uh, you know, it, great sports. It, we great hope sports so. About, exactly. Yeah. Who knows? If Fingers he, crossed. You might hate us. <laughs> but he shattered that fruit bowl. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, so uh, let's let's just talk about uh, again. Yeah. You know, uh, MLS uh, is coming back today. Uh, yeah. uh, kind of sad that this whole football thing is closed. I'm sorry. <laughs> you, you know I wanted what? it to go on forever. You know what? That, that is a weird thing that once we did get a response, part of me was like, uh, you know, like when, uh, when an athlete retires, yeah. you know, they're like, oh my God, what do I do with my life now? Yeah. This is all I've ever known. All your Michael Jordan posters <laughs> are like, I guess I got to take these things down. Oh my God, I didn't know the wall was this color. <laughs> Yeah, this is it, like another chapter in our in our yeah, show here. Yeah, it's like we have to find a new sense of purpose. Yeah, uh, you know, oh, we got to get some. One of y'all got to get married. <laughs> we're gonna have, we're gonna look uh, long and hard you, for your. You better get married or, or be having a baby soon because we're gonna be we're looking for them registries. We got to get that Cooligans onesie <laughs> popping. We got to get that shit popping so we can send it to you. So, um, uh, even though yeah, because there was no MLS and it is coming back uh, tonight, there are a couple. I feel like during these breaks. Breaks, uh, teams tend to do different, like uh, either events or things. Or, yeah, some or, just we, take full blown vacation. Some, some do like maybe like uh, like friendlies. Yeah, or or like uh, reach you know reaching out to supporters and fans and doing just yeah. team events and things like that. And we got to go to one uh, recently. So um, Mitchell and Ness and NYCFC and uh, Third Rail, which is the the, the first supporters group for yeah. for NYCFC, they had and the I think one of two official supporters groups that's right yeah yeah i mean but they were they're the main they're, they're the, the main they were the first yeah, one yeah. i mean there's more now yeah uh but they were the first one yeah uh that was like recognized by the team and all all that stuff and they just did a uh collaboration with mitchell and ness which is a, a clothing company and they make like like streetwear streetwear they yeah they also they were uh, kind of one of the first people doing um throwback jerseys yeah you would know them from the throwback jersey right? they were the most expensive throwback jerseys yeah in the early aughts like rappers would wear them in all the videos like the the, the, the clean like throwbacks I would just, yeah they look really dope uh so mitchell and ness uh you know they, they've made mls gear before but they made one this time specifically and collaborated with a supporters group yeah in fashion this is called a capsule so it's yeah. like a like a short run Small sort of, uh, you know, limit limited run, uh, you know, only a few different designs. Um, but uh, typically capsules have a sort of like uh, like emerging themes. Um, and I, this is the first time I've ever heard of a, of a clothing company doing something specifically with a supporters group. This was a third rail themed clothing line. This yeah. is not an NYCFC clothing line, which to me is significant in the grand scheme of things. This is the first time I've ever heard, and I might be wrong, there may be others, maybe people can tweet at us or, or, yeah, it, or whatnot. I, I feel like there must, especially with the huge uh, support of like, the Sounders, the Timbers. I don't think so. I don't think anyone's ever done... I don't think in a high-end brand, you know, it's on the small scale, maybe local brands and stuff might have done something. Yeah. This is the first time I've heard of like a national brand, uh, you know, a heavily recognized brand doing something specifically with the supporters group. And it goes even further than that. And and this is one of the things that I think a lot of a lot of MLS clubs are starting to do right is this constant combo with like the city itself, the culture of the city, 
brands around that city, even though Mitchell and S is from Philly, it's like a very urban brand, like New York City's a very urban landscape. And then the, the players themselves were the models, but so were uh, third rail members. Yeah. So some of them got to be models, which is really dope. Some beautiful people that are fans of NYCFC, very multinational too, which is really dope. Um, but also one of the players was the photographer for the lookbook. That's right. Ethan White is uh, is, is also a photographer. Yeah. Uh, he, he's a defender. He's Pretty accomplished photographer too. I mean, he's done a lot of sports stuff. He was at MLS Cup as a photographer. That's right. And, uh, you know, he's he plays defense for NYCFC. I think he also played for the Philadelphia Union uh, previously. And if I'm not mistaken, he, I think we got him from Columbus Crew. Okay, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't remember it, uh, uh, exactly. You know where he came from, but yeah, if only have, we had these machines been, in front of us that would look it up. He's been for playing us. great for NYCFC, and uh, yeah, up and down since he's been here. But he's on the up right now. He's yeah, playing really, really well this season. He's been great, uh, and 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 he took all the photos. So all all these, uh, you know, essentially like just gorgeous. Photos of, of like these players and and uh, yeah, I think Tommy McNamara, and, Jack Harrison, and um, uh, Sean Johnson, Sean Johnson, um, and then a couple of the supporters, uh, which are fans of ours, which is really dope. Yeah, and uh, it was, Jose uh, in particular. What up, Jose? Uh, so it was uh, it, it was great to to be at the event, but we got to actually we we this was like the first time we went as NYCFC like members of we got media like credentials and we're able we're able to like. Like the the weird thing was that people were like respecting us, and that's we're that's, not this we're not used we're to not this. used to that at all. In fact, where's Securitas? Can can you please can Securitas please, uh, please taser one of us? <laughs> Mace us before we talk to any of these yeah. players because you know we don't we don't. And they're like, would you guys like anything to eat? I don't trust you. I brought I brought a sandwich in my pants, uh, not in my pocket, in my pants. It was uh it was fun, and it was it was it was definitely weird being like you know members of like NYCFC. The media people were like, hey. Um, we can uh, allot some time. Uh, do you need yeah, some time they, with Tommy? They came up with us and they're like, uh, let us know what players you need and we'll bring them over to you. And we're like, am I wearing a crown? Because why am I being treated this way? Am I sitting on a throne of swords? <laughs> That's right, man. It was uh, uh, it was cool. And and we got to yeah um, talk about the clothing line. We got to talk to the players, make some jokes. NYCFC filmed like an official video. Um, and we're all over it. And we're all over it's it. It's basically, hey, the Cooligans <laughs> came out and some of the players decided to, to, to also meet them. Yeah. It felt like the Cooligans event. It was absolutely awesome. And by the way, Upper 90 Queens is beautiful. If you guys get a chance to go, uh, go check it out. Is it in LLC? Is it in Astoria? We don't know. Google Maps doesn't know. Nobody knows for sure. <laughs> it's somewhere over there on a street that the street next to it doesn't rhyme uh, number wise. It just doesn't make sense why the next one is 48th then you're on 35th. <laughs> but whatever, that's that's Astoria, I mean, Queens. To everyone listening who's not in uh, in New York specifically, Queens is uh, has a has a big problem with how they name their streets. So in, in New York, we, we have num- number streets. Yeah. But Queens... We have a grid system. Queens was like, what if we let a child do it? <laughs> what if we flip the coin? Yeah, yeah exactly. Then <laughs> decide. It's like you, you, you know, like right before you do a puzzle, you just move all the pieces around. They just left it that way after that. <laughs> so, so the reason it's confusing is because in uh, streets that are next to each other. So you know how we have, uh, you know, we have st- uh, street lanes, roads, and ave and avenues. Yeah. So what? Occasionally, each of those have their own grid, but they're next to each other. Yeah. So in Queens, that could be the problem. So you can you can walk. You're on one street and you're on 48th Street, and then you walk one block over. Then you're on 48th Road. Then you walk one block over. Then you could be on 48th, you're on 38th Street or 38th. Road, no, lane. Like, you know what I mean? Yes, like, yes. That's what I'm the, saying. All the avenues 
follow a grid, but they're not next to each other. They're intersected by streets uh, and lanes and roads. <laughs> and all the streets and lanes and roads also have their own grid system that they follow. So it's absolutely it's, bedlam. It can be very confusing because you can tell somebody, oh, meet me on 48th Street. And then they then they can, they, they can they be, be on 48th, 47th Road 40, and they'd be like, ah, that's a 25-minute walk, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, I'm not kidding. It's bad. It's so confusing. And then the addresses also don't make any sense. So, like, if you live in 123 Main Street, the, the house next to you, wherever you're listening, is that... It could I would, be 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Yeah, like, yeah. Whoa, this is yeah. a big By leap. the way, guess what's next to 1600 Pennsylvania <laughs> Avenue? Probably 1602. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you're on 123 Main, 125 Main is probably next to you, right? Yeah. Now, in Queens, the street... Number, the number that the street is named is the first two letters, the first two numbers of your address. So if you're on 48th Street, you'll be 48 hyphen 123 Main Street. Yes. Does that make sense to anybody? (laughs) No. Queens is an experiment that went completely wrong and we need to shut it down and rethink the whole thing. (laughs) Just do, just hit the reset button on the entire, uh, you know, the whole grid. And might might I add, I love the borough of Queens. <laughs> Best food in New York City is in Queens. The worst streets, and it's the most confusing. And everyone has that blood pressure just because of the streets. Yeah, regardless of the street names, the event itself and Upper 90 was, was, amazing. was great. Uh, we, there were a, a bunch of fun moments. I, one, one of the more memorable ones for if me. You, if you use the word mayo, I'm going to walk out of this room. The, I'm still The mayo debacle. This. Uh, so this was great because we were talking to... Uh, an agent, an a agent, player agent. A, Jack Harrison's agent. All right. I mean, who, who All right. now I can't tell that part of the story. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking, about, but this was funny because it, uh, one of the NYCFC fans was, uh, they had food and, and we were eating and they yeah, had, so we're standing next to like this large array of amazing food mm-hmm. and they have all these like, like, uh, like the squeeze bottles that you would find at like restaurants with like some have oil in them. Some have it's, sauces. Yeah, yeah. Essentially. Yeah. To put on your quesadilla yeah, or like your condiment taco. bottles. So, uh, like a clear version of like the classic ketchup squeeze bottle you see like around so they were uh they they had a couple things in their hand that uh, they they had like a it's drink one guy one, one guy. guy and he grabs he grabs a chipotle mayo and, and he, it's like got like pieces of like pepper or something in it so he's trying to squeeze and so i see it out of the peripheral <laughs> and i'm it's me talking to the player agent whose back is turned to this gentleman and then that gentleman and then the next to that gentleman is the table of food and you're off to the side. I'm just, yeah, I see him, but I'm not really, I don't think I'm, I don't have anything, anything to worry about. Yeah, he's, he's doing that thing where you like bring the bottle all the way down and then stop yeah. trying to make all the liquid come to the bottom mm-hmm. and then he's squeezing and he's doing that a couple times. It's and not I coming see, out. And I see him be frustrated. He's like, man, this thing is not, <laughs> and he's a bigger guy too. So I, some, I know as a bigger guy, like when you can't get, when you're getting food and it's like not happening, you're like, oh, everyone's going to stare at me and everyone's gonna be like oh look at the fat guy you know what i mean like it happens all the time <laughs> you, you get very subconscious about struggling with food right because, because then everyone's gonna look at you and be look, like, he's like, yeah. look how desperate he is to eat oh my god everybody <laughs> he, he's gonna eat the whole thing you know that's everyone's like he's just gonna pick up the whole tray and eat the whole thing and everyone's like oh geez i bet you this is the third time he's got up i'm telling you that's exactly what goes through all of our heads and he's a not only is it like he's not big like he's not a fat guy but he's, but he's big he's big, very tall like he, yeah he shops in the big and tall store yeah he's a very tall guy right mm-hmm. uh so he's doing that and then i see him out of the peripheral and i think ah, who cares i'm talking to this very important agent christian and i were having a good conversation as i think that all of a sudden i feel on my arms you got, you got I, shot you got shot at the nycfc and i'm thinking oh my god 50 did it drive by <laughs> it's over i look down and i see my i have i have a flannel with my sleeves rolled up i look down and in the part of my arm that's exposed i see two or three sprays of mayo and i go 
you got to be fucking kidding me. I said that out loud. You were furious. And I, I don't think I've been that angry at someone like in a long time. And my favorite is you immediately start laughing. It was hilarious. But the reason you start laughing is because I'm looking directly at the player agent's face and his eyes are wide open <laughs> as if he's just been shot in the back. And you're laughing because you can see his back. It he was a turns. nightmare. He turns. I'm not kidding. This entire his entire right shoulder blade has been mayoed. <laughs> Chipotle mayo. Yeah. It was like slightly orange. Yeah. And his white shirt. And he just got there. And I'm not kidding. My shirt has like three spots on it and where my arm is. But if you were to stand me next to him, you would see that the only reason I got sprayed is because I have his silhouette yes. in mayo on my shirt. It was hilarious. He, and the guy, the guy's face. He felt so bad. He felt bad. He felt bad. What did he say? He goes, I'm sorry, right? Oh, yeah, he, just, he was like, oh, man. And what, I, I said something nasty. I forgot what I said. Oh, I, I mean, yeah, you were, I mean, you were just so visibly upset because he heard you say, are you fucking kidding me? I said it six times <laughs> and I kept getting louder. I go, dude, are you fucking kidding me? I was, I was angry, not at him, but I'm like, we're, we have to do video, like video interviews. Yeah. And now I've got stains on my shirt. So the continuity is ruined. We waited to do intros. Like, you know what I mean? Like now the intro is going to have a stain, but the interviews aren't. <laughs> and then the, some of the interviews are, I'm like, it's, it's all up in the air. You know? Yeah. The magic of editing is ruined. Right. And not only that. I think you just did. I want to seem like a fat guy with stains on That's your the thing, right? So now I'm just a fat guy walking around. I was like, I, I, I eat so fast. Just, I got stains all over my shirt I just, because I, I just need food. I don't care what I look like. The problem is, is I bit my hand because I thought it was ham. You know, like, and I dropped the plate. It looks like I've just got shit all over my shirt now because I'm so fat and sloppy and like I'm going to smell like bacon. People are going to think I, and now, you know, like yeah, this is the worst part about it. It's, so now you, you actually said, go to the bathroom. And I don't know if it was to say clean your shirt or Alexis, you're about to get really <laughs> angry. You're getting to get angry because I was getting you even were, angrier. Yeah, you were getting very upset. And what I love is I, I went to the bathroom. I cleaned it off as best I could. I don't think you could see it in the video. I, I, th- I think so, it did a yeah. good job. Um, learned from enough times where I just was the fat guy who just spilled food all over <laughs> myself. Um, but I came back and you immediately said to me, I was like, immediately you go, he the, while you were in the bathroom, he could not stop saying how bad he felt. Yeah, he felt he felt awful. I was I was I w- you know, I was laughing more to help him not feel so bad about it because right. I, I honestly did think it was very funny. Uh, and, you know, shirts can be replaced, you know, because right. even the, the player agent was not as angry as you were. He was no. annoyed, but it was just like, I can just go get another shirt. We're, we're, in, a we're in a store. We're in a store. That has shirts. Yes. So it's not the end of the world. And he I, did. He went and went and bought another I, shirt. I, it was just so funny the way he handled it because he was such a big, it, it's just the optics of it. He was, he's such a big big guy. Right. So he was the friendliest guy in the world. Super apologetic. He was like Puerto Rican Hodor. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Very yeah. big guy, yeah. yeah. And he was apologizing. And then he also grabbed the napkin and tried, tried to help the... the- <laughs> The agent. I forgot about that. He tried to help the agent clean it. I smeared it all over. (laughs) He smeared me all over the back of this guy's shirt. Like if it wasn't bad enough that he got it on there. And it it was like a rom-com. You know, that happens all the time where like you're on a date and you spill it and then you you touch the girl's breast because you're like trying to clean it. That's really what it looks like. Yeah. Sarah McLaughlin music in the background (laughs) is the only thing missing. But the best was you stopped him from cleaning. You're like, no, 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 no. Yeah, because he was making it a million times worse. (laughs) Yeah. He was like doing designs on the back of his guy's shirt. Yeah. It looked like a Jackson Pollock painting after yeah. he was done with it. And I'll, I'll never forget the look on the agent's face as he looked at me like, it's on me, isn't he? <laughs> like, you know the look someone makes like you're talking shit about someone, you're like, they're behind me, aren't they? 
That's exactly the look he gave me. And all I can hear, the whole thing, I don't hear anything besides Christian laughing. And I see red. I see just complete red. I am so angry. By the way, I ate my weight in food that day. I was so hungry when I went there. I was just like, are we done doing videos? I guess. Good. I just ate everything. Not not a surprise. No one no one is surprised. <laughs> no stains on the shirt myself. And by the way, shouts to um, uh, Jillian uh, Sakovitz and, and Susanna Collins. Susanna Collins. Who, who were absolutely amazing. Uh, we posted a photo of them on our Instagram. And they were controlling the MLS Instagram. And they put us on the Instagram and Snapchat, which is really dope. Insane. So I don't know. Maybe some of you guys listening may have seen us on the MLS uh, Snapchat and Instagram. Crazy. Uh, it was I can't I still can't believe we were on it. It's a, what an honor. <laughs> and they were super cool. And, and they knew who we were. And uh, yeah, they had seen some of the videos we'd done. And it's just crazy to us that people at MLS are like, yeah, I know those guys. Yeah. That, and, that, and even if it's like, oh, I know those guys and they are they're awful. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Why'd you even, bring them in here? Even that mail all over his shirt. <laughs> <laughs> even that. I'm like, well, that's pretty crazy. I, I see. I see them pay the guy who sprayed the mail on my shirt. <laughs> Here's your 20. Thank you for ruining their shirt. Uh, and and Susanna said she's going to put our sticker on the laptop she uses for this week in MLS. Yeah. So, so we're going to keep- uh, we're keeping our eye out for when the, the video that show comes back because obviously it's not here right now mm-hmm. to see if that's the case. Yeah. So every- I would love to have a uh, Cooligans sort of effect. Uh, you know, whatever marketing opportunity. Yeah, every people time they have that show. See that sticker, and it's like Kalen Carr's going to look down and be like, "They they got to you too, huh?" <laughs> So uh, yeah, incredibly fun. Shout out to uh, Third Rail and uh, and NYCFC. Though they were super welcoming. Third Rail Connecticut with a bunch of people from Third Rail Connecticut. Oh there. yeah, and, and they're they big were, listeners. Yeah, yeah, and they were awesome, and they were telling us uh, that they liked the show. So shout out to you guys. Thank you so much for uh, being uh, so supportive. We appreciate it. Yeah, and shouts to uh, Tommy, Jack, uh, I, Ben Sweat, and Ethan White. That's right. And uh, I remember so one of the I, I I hate that I forgot his name, but one guy came up to us uh, and mentioned that he had gone to go get tacos at the place that Mikey Lopez talked about. Oh, yeah, yeah, in yeah, Connecticut. yeah, yeah. What is so, it? The, the redheaded dude, right? Or it was yeah, like blondish. yeah, 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 yeah. And so, awesome guy. I can't remember his name. He told us his uh, Twitter handle because he's the one who asked Tommy. He asked uh, Mikey about the uh, recommendation on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, that, I mean, that's like, look at the effect that we're having on. I mean, uh, we're bringing people to tacos. <laughs> I mean, that's really why we got into this business. When we started this podcast, we said, what is the end goal? <laughs> And that is to really? shame a player into thanking us <laughs> and shame a player's wife into thanking us <laughs> and bring people to tacos, <laughs> to apparently mediocre tacos, which I must say, Mikey, you're a Mexican dude from the Valley of Texas. Yeah, that's, you know, what with it, you can't rep no, no. Uh, you talk about food a lot, obviously, on the show. Right. And you're, you're much more critical about food. Right. I, you know, you I know nothing about food. I know enough to survive. That's all I, I, I barely, <laughs> but it's all subjective. That's what I'm like. It's no, it's some not. Some people like this and you know, whatever. No, like, who cares? It's not subjective. <laughs> wow. It's not. There, there's certain standards that have been set. By, by Mikey, whom? But by you? In particular by me. <laughs> uh, but I'm not the only one. There's others like me, Christian. It's okay. not just this guy. Uh, but Mikey is from the Valley. If you know anything about the Valley, I mean, it's basically Mexico. Is where they live. I yeah. mean, everyone speaks in Spanish. He talked about it on the podcast. Uh, yeah, this dude is like from a border town. And you Mexican dog. Like, I'm not going to go to Chicago and tell someone like, yeah, go try, uh, you know, hey, go try Brooklyn pizza down the block. It's great if it's not good. That's all I'm saying. Okay. I have a standard to uphold. 
All right. Wow. Like Christian, imagine someone came to you and says, yo, I hate food. I just wish I had a powdery drink that tasted like somebody blended cardboard. I'd be like, you'd be like, you can't just give them any blended cardboard. (laughs) You have to give them the best blended cardboard. Like this one has zero flavor. I know the other ones have negative flavor, but this one's actually zero. Well, I, I'm going to have quite a recommendation for that. (laughs) (laughs) Young man or woman. (laughs) Just put your mouth on the end of a car exhaust. And I mean, the healthiest meal you can have. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's equivalent to the stuff they feed you in hospice. Uh, it's quite, (laughs) it's quite delicious. You know the stuff you drink before an MRI? (laughs) Yeah. Just drink that. (laughs) Oh man, it's nutritious. It has Uh, everything you need mm. in there. Um, so that was fun. Uh, 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 oh, I I hate that I forgot to mention this at the beginning of the show, but I mean, you, you, you clicked on the podcast, so you know, we have Tommy Smith, uh, on the show. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. We're going to talk to Tommy Smith with a Y. (laughs) Tommy Smith with a Y. So Tommy Smith, uh, 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 commentator, you've heard him on ESPN for years. He's uh, he's uh, he's a, the 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 rambunctious Irish guy. He's the, who's yelling every every uh, World Club uh, World <laughs> Cup and Champions League clip. You he, see. Tommy Smith. We worked with him uh, on a, on a Facebook Live thing that we did for for another event for NY Fest uh, earlier. Uh, you know, just a couple months ago, and uh, so we we're happy to have him on the show. And he's he's just so. He's just the best. So he so really funny. Is. So you're gonna you're gonna enjoy that uh, a lot because he has a just a wealth of information. Uh, I mean he's he's been around the game, the American game for a very very long very time. Long so time. he he knows uh, he knows his stuff. Uh, but uh, a couple other things uh, before we get this episode, we're gonna be talking about. Uh, I mean the gold the gold cup. Uh, thank you for you know watching our video from Costa Rica. Oh yeah, uh, against uh, Honduras and, and French and, Guyana and, and versus uh, Canada. Canada. If you haven't seen that, go to our YouTube. YouTube channel. It's pronounced Canada, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah. Watch the video. It'll make a little bit more sense. So, um, uh, but the you, uh, a couple things before we get to that, I want to talk about Chuck Blazer. Uh, yeah, uh, he is uh, the snitch got got. <laughs> yo, yo, bladder. He got. He has some shooters yeah. go, go after him. <laughs> he got what's coming to him. Chuck Blazer. If uh, if you don't know who that is, he, Wagner called the shatas. <laughs> Chuck. He was uh, the basically like the second in command of Concacaf for 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 a long time, for over ten years, I think. Yeah, I think for the most part, he seemed like the most powerful man in American soccer. Yeah, have you ever seen this? Uh, if you just look, look him up, he's just a strange looking man. He's, right. He he is. Uh, there was a movie named Bad Santa. What if you've never seen it? If you Google Chuck Blazer, you'll think that's who that is. Bad Santa? No, isn't Bad Santa with? Uh, he's thin. Bad Santa. That's what I'm saying. If you've never seen the movie. Google Chuck Blazer and you'll think, yeah, this is who that is. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, that, just the idea of yeah. a, a shitty Santa. Because he's kind of like an evil Santa-looking guy. <laughs> and from what I heard, he's like actually one of the sweetest guys, but shark in the uh, business room. Yeah, that's right. So uh, Chuck Blazer uh, was responsible uh, for, uh, really for a lot of the growth of, of yeah. U.S. soccer. The Gold Cup, which is happening right now, was uh, his uh, invention. Yeah, and uh, but he was also incredibly corrupt, took so much money. Yeah, uh, Famously had an apartment in Trump Tower that was $13,000 a month just for his cats. That's right. And cats, uh, you know, I mean, they need they need to live. Uh, they need to live just like we do. No, lavishly. <laughs> lavishly. Which is how we live. Here at the Cooligans Estate, <laughs> I'm, I, I broadcast to you live from the top of the Trump Tower. Uh, how did we get in here? <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Well, wait till they kick us out live from the top of the Trump Tower. So, uh, but what? he 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 died at seventy two, and and there's been um, he was re- really unhealthy. So yeah, surprised and- it took this long. <laughs> 
<laughs> the dude wasn't a rascal. He just looked like a mess. I mean, he didn't look great. I mean, yeah. obviously, when when you reach your seventies and you look that way and you're that large, <laughs> yeah, you, there's gonna be you know some some uh, things are gonna start breaking down. We'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out later on in my life. <laughs> Well, hopefully you don't. Uh, you know. Well, I was gonna say that. Uh, uh, hopefully you don't end up like Chuck Blazer. But uh, we have, they they haven't been very clear about how he died. No. Um. You know. Yeah. They just very kind of uh, mysterious about it. So oh, Seth Blatter took him out. We know exactly. He's the snitch. He's the one who brought down FIFA. Uh, yeah. So so this actually did happen. So he got a pro. He was uh, he got approached in the middle of the street in Manhattan, and they were like, "Yo." Not, they, the cops were like, "Yo, you got you're gonna get arrested, son." They were was coming. You need to do something. But they did threaten him with arrest, and he he squealed. He, I mean, right away, immediately. He was like, well, "I'll tell you everything." <laughs> I know. You, you want to arrest me? Let me tell you everything I know. <laughs> they I'm took like, him off of his rascal scooter, yeah. and he, was like, he actually got up and walked. He's like, All right, "Forget that whole gag. Let's go. Let's go right to the. In fact, we'll take my car." <laughs> and uh, ever since uh, he he died, there there's there's been a little bit of uh, whitewashing over his. Uh, over the scandals because of all the positive positive things that he has. But that's the thing. It's like, all right, look, yes, he did bad, but we can't deny that he did good. And I'm not saying like, I hate people who are like, oh, but what about this guy? You know, he was a good artist, but he killed a lot of people. (laughs) I hate that. (laughs) This is not that bad of a person. He was corrupt. Yes. Look, I'm not a fan of snitches, but look, he did what he had to do. He didn't serve jail time. I it's a very complex. Uh, yeah. How do you have an opinion? Like, there's so many things like happening at this, uh, you know, with this uh, story that it makes yeah. you it makes you question your own morality. But here's the thing: Did he help soccer? <laughs> would be we would we be today where we are if it wasn't for Chuck? So Blazer? you are you one of these uh, the means justified the end? In, no, with, with this. I'm saying we have to talk about the good he did without forgetting the bad he did. He helped himself as much. If there was someone who was more, um, there's a word with an A, which means like self-giving, and I can't think of it. Altruistic. Altruistic. If there was someone more altruistic who was put in that position that had the same uh, capabilities he did, would we be better off? Probably. But that person never existed before. It doesn't exist now that I know of, and I doubt it's going to exist in the future. Because in all these positions, you're not going to help someone who's sitting there making billions of dollars. You're helping club owners. You're helping soccer players. They're millionaires. And what you're getting, what, $100,000? And you're the one making all these deals? I, I'm telling you right <laughs> yeah, but- now, I'd be the first to take these <laughs> envelopes. I would be like, yeah, son, I'm going to help you but yo i'm feeling the bottom of the table and i don't feel anything stuck to it right now and i'm just i want you to know that that's not the way business gets done over here okay you can't show up in your maybach while i drive away in my toyota so here's how this is gonna work that's my maybach this is now your toyota and yeah you get the contract for the tv rights how's that feel that's exactly how it would happen if i was this guy and i don't believe i'm any better than this person but yeah but he just, did bad that, and he got caught and yeah let's not lose sight of all those things that you just mentioned yeah. all those practices are highly illegal highly illegal and i would know that going in okay. And you could feel free to use this podcast as proof. <laughs> Exhibit A is me telling you right now. Hello, jury. If you're if you're there, I'm sitting next to. Yeah, you can you can accept this as my opening statement <laughs> right here. Listen, I know my lawyer probably wants to shut this thing down right now, but I want you to listen to this very closely. Yes, I did all these things. I, of course, I did all these things because you would too. How, how else am I supposed to get paid? My wife's married to a comedian. At some point, she's got to get something. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's a it's a difficult sort of thing to wrap your head around because yeah when it comes to where the state of u.s soccer is you know like he, i mean i think he was 
involved in making in I think creating the MLS, uh, and, and he was involved. I know he was involved during that time. I don't know if he was a set. I don't know if he was. I, I don't know how essential, but yeah, he just did. He did have a, a huge effect in the growth of the game in America. Yeah, he was one of those people. Who was like, yo, what? We need regional competitions. We need that kind of stuff to help. He did help as much as he helped himself. Maybe not as much, but he certainly helped. Yeah, and I I hate you, for that to go away. But you see it as like some of the things that he did the bad things were like kind of harmless i think that's how you're not really okay i i, I understand the mentality it's so because hard for me he, because, because he is involved in like getting the world cup in, in qatar and, and yeah. things like that and here's the other thing and i know this is going to sound just as bad <laughs> but he also fed other people like the wagner dude he made as wacky as he is he made millions because of Chuck. Chuck was like, look, I got this great scam. You need to come in on it. Like, that's a good person. He's just looking out for the homies. Yeah, I mean, that's not bad. <laughs> it ain't no fun if my homies can't get none. Like when I was in... All right. Everybody eats. Yeah, I mean, no one who no one who I worked with listens to this, right? There was a, there was a time where I was able to sort of find a backdoor into uh, a corporate uh, computer system and I was able to find... Uh, you really should stop. <laughs> I mean, no, if you're still listening, Jerry, close your ears right now. Everyone else, good story. Uh, I was able to find sort of an entryway into sort of a list of customers. Now, in sales, what you want is leads, right? That's what you yeah. want. You need the leads, right? Anyone's ever seen Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross? You only get sales if you have people to call on for those sales. I found a, a database that gave me a bunch of customers for a part of the company that I already worked for at a much lower level. So these are people that I don't know how to explain it. Like if you sell VIP in some retail store, this is everyone that's ever been in there and purchased something small. Now you could call those people and go, Hey, you've been to our store already. Have you ever thought about this VIP treatment? A lot of those people are going to go like, you know what? I'm a fan of yours. I'm going to do it. So I started to do this, right? I started, I was like, Oh, look at this. I have all these names. I started to reach out to them. Right. And I did it by email. So that I was very lazy. And I just was able to send like 500 emails every hour. It's amazing. Right. And all of a sudden I start getting all these sales and everyone's like, oh, my God, you're doing great. I ended up getting promoted. It was absolutely wonderful. Right. <laughs> anyway, what I did the next day is I pulled aside my best friend at that company. And I said, check this out. And I helped someone else. And by the way, he ended up getting promoted and making a lot of money. Now, we were good at our jobs. This is essentially we took steroids. This is essentially <laughs> what I'm admitting, right? Yeah, you're the Sammy yeah. Sosa and we're Mark Sammy McGuire. Yeah. Of <laughs> we're Barry Bonds, right? I'm Barry Bonds. Let that guy be Sammy Sosa because I'd keep my skin tone, might I add. Uh, but I was able to – I was like, oh, my God, look at this. I'm doing pretty good. Yo, you should do this with me. Fuck all these other people because we don't like these motherfuckers. But you, you're cool. Let's do this. And he did. And we ended up – we had to be good at what we did. We still – we got an easier entry. But I found something – and. I was able to share it with someone else who I knew was sort of in the same life position as I was, came up really rough and was like, look, this is our way out the hood. Right. I mean, it doesn't sound any yeah, better. That's Chuck Blazer. He's like, yo, fam, I'm going to get you. Yo, we're going to, we're going to stop slanging drugs right now. Yo, put down that empanada. <laughs> we don't got to sell these no more. <laughs> we, could, we could do better. We, we could do, do better, better for our families. We're going to get your mama out of jail. <laughs> that's Chuck Blazer talking to Jack Wagner. Yo, remember that Buick you always wanted, my fam? <laughs> get that Buick <laughs> and then we gonna crush it with the Mercedes <laughs> but like so I get where Chuck's coming from. I mean look at the end of the day I'm really sorry that if I'm an apologist to this how do you feel uh I'm a little bit more um it, it's not cool yeah I, I I kind of I think that the good things are tainted because of the uh, of the the bad I thing mean, dude you live once he was out there partying but and it, hanging out it's it, it's this his is cats this his is cats sim- probably think he's a good dude it's like, just where like where is, where's chuck <laughs> <laughs> but look at this view <laughs> i'm gonna overlook at central park when you gonna yeah. take this from me <laughs> i didn't do nothing wrong it's like bernie madoff's wife i mean 
mean, yeah, take his money, but what about mine? I mean, since I can't. But, but this is a common thing uh, across uh, a lot of uh, things, in, especially in entertainment, you know? Uh, Roman Polanski, Bill Cosby. No, I mean, those are much more egregious. And, uh, they're, they're clearly... Ag- the worst crimes. <laughs> uh, Chuck didn't rape Without him. I don't a- even Chuck, <laughs> Chuck's dick's ever seen the air in the last 40 years. <laughs> but but, the, but uh, the, the, the problem of having someone uh, that it was even... In, uh, I'm not comparing... Uh, Chuck Blazers, uh, uh, he, he wasn't like a fan for even nobody knew what he did or who he was right. for for a long time. But he was he was integral to sort of the growth of the yeah. game. So and he it's offered- called the Gold Cup, not the Chuck Blazer Cup. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like I would have named something after myself. Uh, but it, it's that 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 struggle that some people have with uh, when they when this celebrity or this per, this high figure uh, who's done good things. Then we find out that they did awful things as well. Then people want to separate them and be like, "Oh, but Bill Cosby still was very important." But, okay, but I hate the fact that you're using that. That's not a bridge. No, no, there. but but this is. I'm not saying that because Bill Chuck Cosby, Blazer. I don't think Chuck Blazer did awful things. I did. He, I think he did very bad things. I, so we and that's where we differ right. in like how bad the things were right. because. I'm not going to say Chuck Blazer specifically was the reason why the World Cup is in uh, in Qatar, but like we know what the awful things that are happening in Qatar to get those stadiums All built right. and things All like right. that. You brought up so, two good points so, there, so, <laughs> Qatar and Russia. All right. So there's uh, uh, there is some blood on his hands, even if it's uh, just l- a little spatter, even if right. it's just a, a little Chipotle mayo the spatter. Amount, the amount of mayo on my shirt <laughs> correlates directly not, to the amount uh, of blood. So it it it, it, it just taints it. It just taints yeah. it. That's all. I might add, what makes this all worse is that I hate Chipotle mayo. <laughs> I just hate it. It's very hacky. It's a hacky condiment. It's very simple, very easy. I think Applebee's is done using it. Why are we still using it? Okay. And that's really what the most important part of this whole story. So if you have any takeaways from the Chuck Blazer <laughs> test, is that Chipotle mayo is hacked. <laughs> It's food hack. All right. All right. So uh, let's get let's get to our second segment because we want to talk to Tommy. And uh, again, Tommy Smith, legend, just a great dude. And also absolutely hilarious. Hilarious. Just so and to the point where like, yo, Tommy, were you d- doing like comedy with Lenny Bruce in, yeah. uh, <laughs> in the 50s? He's <laughs> giving tags to like, you know, Robert Klein. He's like, you know, it would work better if you said this. <laughs> so, so funny. And uh, really just a, a a perfect person to have on on this kind of podcast. And uh, and we we were just absolutely honored that he would uh, join us. So uh, so let's get right to well, it. Actually, he hasn't joined us yet. Listen to this break and then come back and he'll be on our on our uh, podcast. Pretty dope. So we'll be right back after this. Hey, guys, Christian here and Alexis. Oh, yeah. Uh, letting you know about the T-shirts. Finally, we're announcing them. The T-shirts. We've got merch, baby. Merch. Uh, Cooligans T-shirts are available now at onthevolleyapparel.com. Uh, pick up a shirt. You know, you it's got, dope for for yourself, for your lady, for your mistress. Obviously, your mistress really likes to look good. Yeah, I mean, she obviously she wants to look good, and I, or he wants to look good. Whatever you're your into, mis- your mister, your mistress. Uh, and you know what else? It's really cool, and we've done it with On the Volley Apparel. Uh, they've they've uh, been a big sponsor of ours for a long time, and they've actually offered to be our partner in selling merch. So they actually helped us get off the ground a little earlier. Check it out. Go there. Use the uh, the code Cooligans. You'll get yourself a nice discount, and you can buy something else. You don't even just have to buy Cooligans gear. You could buy something else from On the Volley Apparel, uh, but they're really awesome for working with us, and we really love it. Uh, check it out. We're really excited. This is the first time that we have merch. Uh, please go and buy it. Pick one up today. And we're back. What's up, everybody? Hey, how's it going, guys? So th- th- I'm pretty excited about this, and this was uh, this was someone I know when when we started this podcast that I was like, 
super excited about possibly meeting one day. Right from the get. I was like, yeah, we're going to get a chance to work with this person. I knew it was coming. I've been a fan of this person's punditry for a long time. And and oddly enough, when we started doing uh, The Cooligans, there was a, obviously we're comedians, right? So there was another comedian who, uh, when we started doing the podcast, he was like, guys, I know somebody that you should meet. Uh, I'm I'm friends with uh, with with this the, famous the st- former player. Well, well, yeah. with like <laughs> essentially the, the I believe the stepson, right, of this man. Yeah, and he was like, "We I got to put you guys in touch." Uh, Casey Aurora, which is a, a comedian friend of ours, right? Formerly Canal Aurora, that's right, uh, of Queens. Formerly just the Prince symbol. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, London. Yeah, it, was just, <laughs> it was just a uh, it was a sandwich from Christina's. Uh, that was a symbol. But uh, he he wanted to put us in touch with this person, and we were almost like afraid to ask to actually do that. Yeah, until we got a chance to work with him. You might have seen our Facebook live. Who are we talking about, guys? You know his voice. It's synonymous. I almost feel like I don't need to say his name. I'll give you a hint his last name is smith with a y <laughs> ladies and gentlemen unless you're driving put your hands together for tommy smith everybody hey tommy yeah and even if you are driving put your hands together anyhow you know, don't worry about that <laughs> yeah lift your I knee mean, up it, we all know how to it, do it, 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 it did you ever notice the accidents are always behind you on the highway they're never on front of you if you do that you know? <laughs> that's uh that's one way to look at it for sure yeah, it, it certainly is, and it, it's it's one of those days that, you know, accidents do happen. It's really hot, man. Man, it is hot, believe me. But it's great pleasure, great pleasure to be on with you guys again. Uh, I understand the tournament went great. There was lots of good feedback from it, and uh, everybody had a good time. So I've seen Paul on Facebook a lot, and he was, uh, you know, he was really pushing it up. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. for what if if anyone listening doesn't know what um, Tommy's talking about, uh, Tommy and ourselves, we kind of took part in a draw, almost like a Champions League draw for NY Fest, which is a, a really big festival that happens out here in New York City every year. Um, it's huge. It's, it coincides with the Tribeca Film Festival. Yes, yeah, so it's, it's a, lot a part of, of the Tribeca Film Festival. Yeah, a lot of entertainment comedies, basically field teams uh, for uh, a tournament. So it could be you know ad you know marketing people, vi- uh, you know people in film. Uh, and Tommy was you know when we when we did that facebook live we we won we hadn't met a lot of the people that were involved in the tournament this was like our first foray and then meeting tommy and we were going to work with Tommy. we were like oh my god well now they were like yeah tommy's coming we're like seriously (laughs) are you sure you have the right tommy smith we thought they were just going to grab some dude you know some guy at a bar named that's really what happened you know that that's what happened i wasn't reading myself that day i thought i was myself but i wasn't reading myself how does it how does it feel being a part of the american soccer landscape Really, I mean, you were the you were the I think the color commentator for uh, the Metro Stars in their first season. So you've been pretty much around. And I think before that, you played at the German American League here, correct? That's correct. Yeah, I played with the Shamrocks for many years in the German American League, and you know, I I always feel that uh, uh, somehow or other I have contributed in a small way to bring in soccer to the U.S. Because I was, the first seven years, the Metro Stars were there. I was on. I did it with, like, Joe Tullis, and I did it with the J.P. Della Camera, who I'm back again during the union with. And I did it with Derek Ray as well. But I think the proudest thing that I'm most proud of is the fact that I've done 18 years of the Champions League. And, you know, I think the Champions League is what made the real breakthrough here. And ESPN brought on the Champions League. And, you know, I saw the world on Disney's dime. Mickey Mouse wasn't too happy about it. Minnie was even <laughs> less happy. She and, and you know, that she she runs the show. Mickey Mouse is only the face out front. You know that. So when, <laughs> when, when she's happy, Mickey's happy. You know, that's why you see him smiling every so often. 
That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I did. I, I didn't even remember you used to do the Champions League. I mean, that's it's one of those things where like your your voice is so synonymous that almost like when you hear it, it's comforting when you're watching a soccer game. Yeah, some woman said that to me one night, but I didn't. I didn't really follow it up. You know, she said it's very comforting when you're listening to you doing the game and you're home alone. And I said, well, I better not tell my wife about this because she might get the wrong idea. <laughs> oh, oh, we get that as well. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's basically an affair, Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's what that is. Oh, I was wondering. Yeah. I, I, I knew. I, I, you know, something. I knew in America there had to be an name for it. I knew there just had to be an name for it. Right. I think in our Ireland is just called going outside and having a <laughs> yeah, good time. Okay. Yeah. It's, called, it's called playing away from home. <laughs> <laughs> it's an away game. Uh, which I'm going to call it. Uh, you've, you've, uh, you know, you've, you're one of those people that we've all heard from you, but you're also not just a great color commentator, but you have sort of like this big personality. You're, you're hilarious. And that's coming from two comedians. Uh, do you find that you, you make it a point to try and be funny or it's just something that comes natural to you when you're calling the games? Yeah, it just comes natural to me. I mean, that's the way we Irish are. You know, there was a very famous Irish commentator that most of us tried to be like, the fellow called Michael O'Hare. And he always, he, he was very funny. Like he uh, gave an example of, of one day Tipperary were playing to Kenny and Pat Fox was playing on uh, one of the teams and Joe Rabbit was playing on the other team. And uh, this guy went on to say, he said, and there's Pat Fox running up the field with the ball. He said, and Rabbit is after him. My God, folks, he said, first time in my life I've ever seen a fox follow a rabbit. You know, so little things like that but yeah. you know you, you just worked them into they, they actually come up very easily I mean obviously the one that got me in the most trouble was the one where when JP said to me in the World Cup when Italy were playing and he said to me what's wrong with Pirlo and I said well he just doesn't have any jizz today so that really that got me in a lot of trouble believe me because in my country, uh, if you've no jizz, it means you have no bit of energy. But uh, in America, again, <laughs> something different. It means something, something a whole lot different. Wildly different. I yeah? don't get it. What does it mean? No, <laughs> he said. <laughs> he said he didn't have uh, enough jizz. jizz. Oh, I thought you said juice. <laughs> no, no jizz. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Actually, he yeah, he's Italian. There's no way he doesn't have enough jizz. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> I mean that's almost. <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah, that's almost too, too much. Uh, yeah, it, it, it got me. It got me a lot of notoriety. You know, it got me. I was interviewed on stations around the world. And what was even worse then was because I knew that I had said something wrong because I was watching. I was on Twitter at the time, and Twitter nearly exploded. And then I went to explain it, and I told JP, and I said it, and then people were going, "Oh, he said it again. He said it again. Let's see what he said one more time." And then I did just be, you know. Just to be controversial. And you're like, what? What's wrong? I just said he's got no jizz. And everyone's like, stop saying it, Tommy. But I yeah, mean, but that's it's almost... exactly what they were saying. The Italians were particularly mad. They, they just didn't want to know about it. I mean, how long have you, how long have you been in America now? Um, I actually, I'll be here, uh, with us, you know, I have to start counting. I'll be here 54 years in a couple of weeks. Wow. So you're practically... Longer as... than you. Longer than, longer than you. I mean... And you're... Yeah, without a doubt. Well, not if you add us together, Tommy. <laughs> yeah, if I add you, if I add you together now, you might catch me. Yeah. But it'll be fairly close. There won't be much in it. Well, I'll tell you this much. You have more energy than both of us put together. That's for sure. You have plenty more jizz than we yeah. do. Oh, you got so much jizz, Tommy. <laughs> 
Now we're going to get in trouble. Yeah. Well, probably not. People have heard this podcast before. Uh, what, what I, well, the reason I was asking is, like, at this point, you're practically just an American guy with an Irish accent. Yeah, that's what I consider myself to be a New Yorker with an Irish accent. Because, you know, I still, uh, nobody would ever take it away from this city. It's the greatest city in the world as far as I'm concerned. And, you know, I've had so much great times here. And um, people keep saying to me, how come you never lost your accent? I have no bloody idea, folks. You know, I have no idea. The accent is just there. I never tried to lose it. I never tried to keep it. And you live in every Queens. morning. I get up. Yeah, every morning I get up, I take it out of the drawer and I put it in my mouth, and off I go. Yeah, you put you put your accent on. You live in Queens, yeah. right? That's like the thickest version of the New York accent, and you somehow managed to escape that. Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. I mean, uh, you know. I'm the king of queens. I'm yeah. the queen of kings. I don't know. I won't go there. The Especially with that story you told us before about how soothing your voice is. You might just be. Um, yeah. Well, there could be another opening for me now when I, you know, when I stop doing games. Yeah. <laughs> it, might also, it might also involve the telephone or something like that, you know. You never know. Well, you, uh, I'm, I'm curious about, you know, we were talking about your, your uh, commentating style, and there's, there's no doubt that you've, uh, had an influence on 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 other people, on other of uh, you know other announcers. Uh, what do you think of uh, like a guy like Ray Hudson, who's also you know he's known for you know essentially his uh, his poetry while while he's covering games. Like, what, what do you feel about uh, uh, the, the state of soccer commentary at the moment? Uh, do I have to answer a question about an Englishman? That would be very unkind to an Irishman to yeah. have to answer a question about an Englishman. Yeah, Ray is a good friend of mine. Ray has he, Ray has his own way of doing things. Let me tell you. That's for and, sure. Uh, I'm not sure where he gets them all. I think he does them written on his heel and everything. <laughs> he turns his heel up and he has a look down. Um, but he has so many sayings. Uh, the state of commentary here, you know, everybody has. Uh, if you listen to people doing commentary, and you listen to people who've enjoyed the commentary. Everybody has a different taste. I mean, uh, lots of people hated my uh, bulge in the old onion bag. I mean, when I when I uh, started doing that on, on the ESPN, there was no, Twitter wasn't around at the time. It was the uh, big soccer boards. And I mean, I used to get vilified. I mean, I was vilified. And, you know, they would all talk about every time there's a goal score, he says that there's a bloody bulge in the onion bag. And they were wrong for a start because I've only ever used it once in a match. That's what I do. I say once in a match, I say, that's a bulge in the onion bag. Now that I'm in Philadelphia where they do when the goal is yeah, scored, I right. said there's a dupe in the old onion bag. And now there's a guy down there who actually, you know, unfortunately the games are not shown on television here, but he actually, you know, as, as a tribute to the dupe in the old onion bag, it's like Timber, Tim or whatever he is in Portland. This guy cuts a slice off an onion, big, big onion, and he takes it over. It's a plastic onion and he puts it into an onion bag. So, you know, Timber, whatever he is named, the cuts the wood in Portland, has a competitor now. So, <laughs> you know, these things come about and, and you say to yourself after a game, you know, did I do a good job? Did I tell the story of the game? Did I miss anything? That's really all you want to know. And every one of us have a different style and, and everybody's always going to have a different style. It's like you comedians, you know. Uh, you know, it, just because you're not like somebody else doesn't mean that it's great comedy. You know what I mean? Exactly. You, you do your own stuff and you make your own stuff and you make it into whatever you want to make it into. And then you hope 
you just hope that the person out there appreciates it. And if they don't, you say you're a stu- no, you say you're a really nice person. <laughs> Maybe the next time you will. <laughs> so you know. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I wish we handled our criticism or our comedy that well. Yeah, no, I I go for the throat, Tommy. <laughs> uh, now you've you've seen MLS from 1996 to today. You've basically been a part of it. You've been a part of American soccer. You talked a little bit about the state of the punditry here. What do you think about the state of the play on the field? Well, you know, I must I must admit it hasn't gotten as good as I thought it would in the 20 years, 20 plus years. I mean, there's no question the game itself has improved. The structure of the game has improved. The playing of the game has improved. But, you know, when I look at all other sports in, in the United States, and I look at the stars they have created, let it be basketball, let it be baseball, you know, let it be track and field, golf, even uh, bicycle riding. And the U.S. has not managed to come up with that world-class star. Okay, there's been a lot of good players. I mean, Claudia Reno was a great player. Tab Ramos was a great player. Landon Donovan was a great player. There's some good players on this national team. But you know what I'm talking about. The U.S. should be fit to come up with a Messi or a Ronaldo or a Maldini or whoever you want to put the name onto, whoever may be your star. But... Uh, Certainly, MLS has improved, and the uh, the amount of uh, the thing that has surprised me now, got back into it because I was out of it for a lot of years. There, ESPN wouldn't let me have a do the games because they consider it a conflict. And now that I've gone back in, uh, the thing that jumps out at you immediately now is that you know, like a team like the Union has two Brazilians on it. So there are so many foreign players involved in MLS now. It's it's incredible. And you see that as a positive. Yeah, I see it as a positive because young Americans are, are, are learning from them. And, uh, you know, they, you have to move over at some time and let somebody else take over the game. I mean, the one thing that is a positive and it's not a positive is that if a good young American comes along, they're going to be scooped up and they're going to be taken to Europe. Maybe they were in Europe already. I mean, uh, Pulisic is, is, to me, he looks like... Uh, that he is going to be a great player. But then again, you know, I've been in the game too long uh, to realize, not to realize that, you know, sometimes young players come along and everybody announced them as the next coming of Pele. Uh, I just dropped one name that you'll recognize very quickly, Freddie Adu, and you know where they go, you know. But I hope that Pulis doesn't go that route. I hope that he does become the player that he looks like he's going to become. And he could be the first real Super world superstar that the United States have. And yeah, just imagine Christian Pulisic ends up in like the fourth, second Serbian division, <laughs> fourth division. It's in Belgium or something. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be very oh sad. Boy. Uh, dating yeah, Jojo. That's the problem. That's the problem. You know, when you're a young player, like uh, Ireland won. Uh, people see one of the things that people go crazy over here uh, in the United States is these underage competitions. Uh, you know, under 20, under 19, under 23, whatever they are. Ireland actually won the World Cup in the under 20s. I guess it was about eight or nine years ago. And out of that whole team, there came one player that really made it. And he made it to a certain extent. And that was Damien Dupp. You know, he was the only one player 
that came out of that team. And they were a very good team. They were a brilliant team under 20. But just because you're a brilliant player underage does not mean that you're going to be a brilliant player when you get to the senior level. So what are we missing? What's, what's something that we can do differently? Uh, I think we can scout differently. Uh, you know, when you look at uh, when you look at uh, soccer in the United States, it's still a pretty expensive game. It's still a middle class game where your parents have to have money to get you on traveling teams and you have to pay to play. I think we have to get rid of this pay to play. And I know that happens in a lot of other places too. And and something which is a very unique, and I think a very, very, it, it kind of sums it all up here. When you go through Europe and you take all the kids at nine years of age who enter the various academies, and there's a lot of academies all over Europe. If you take all those kids at nine years of age and you follow them, until they become professionals. Out of all of those kids that joined those academies, 0.5% ever signed a professional contract. So there's only one out of every 2,000 that goes into the academies that actually sign any kind of a professional contract. Now, I'm not talking about an elite that going to play for Manchester United or Real Madrid or Barcelona or something like that. I'm just talking about signing a professional contract. So that tells you how difficult it is to actually make it in the game. So are you saying Europe is terrible at developing youth players? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they've won, they've won the last couple of World Cups or something like that. You know, that Germany team and that Spanish team. And, yeah, they know, got a couple of good guys. ones. <laughs> yeah. So my question is, and I know Christian's got a question, but I hate to interrupt, but uh, why I mean, if they're not getting these tremendous results, I think in any other field, 0.05 or 0.5% is pretty terrible. What, I mean, is it, what could we do that they're not doing already? I mean, can we, should we, a lot of people want us to copy the European development style. I'm one of them, but seeing, hearing about these results, I'm thinking maybe we shouldn't be copying this. Maybe there's a better way to do it. I don't think what we're doing now is the better way. But I think what Tommy is saying is that those 0.5% are the the cream of the crop just the absolute best players uh and 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 those that small percentage even if they don't fully make it to like maybe the first team they're still incredibly good players right yeah well let me give you an example you know what you you want to know what we're doing wrong i heard somebody last night saying there are 320 million people in this country that's what i heard now i don't know i drive under the verrazana bridge I'm going to Brooklyn, coming back from doing the Union games, and I pass a sign and it says, forget about it, welcome to Brooklyn. <laughs> five million people. Five. There's five million people in Brooklyn. There are four and a half million people in Southern Ireland. There are two and a half million people in Northern Ireland. So between Northern Ireland and Southern Ireland, there are six and a half million people, which is one and a half million people more than there are in Brooklyn. But yet not. They have two teams that compete in the World Cup. So we are doing something drastically wrong. We are not looking in the right places. We are definitely not looking in the right places for players. That's the first thing. I'm almost sure 4 million of the 5 million in Brooklyn are Irish immigrants as well. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All living in the they same don't building. Have to be, but they're, they're certainly Spanish immigrants and they're certainly yeah. German immigrants and they're Italian immigrants. And most of them should be able to play football. Here's what we should do. Why don't we get some of the best kids in Europe and just give them and their family American citizenship, give them an apartment in Brooklyn, right? And then they could just come right on to the American national team. And we've made ourselves better by proxy. 
yeah, we we well, Ireland basically does that in in several respects. You know, uh, they certainly go to the grandmother, grandfather. You know, if your grandmother, grandfather came, but you know, it, if you it, ha- it, if you held it, hands it, with an Irish person, you are officially Irish. Yes, <laughs> yo, are you attracted yeah. to redheads? Well, I mean, You're an Irish let person. <laughs> let me ask, hey, listen, listen, guys, listen, guys, and you can use this again if you, if you ever need it. If if a cat had kittens in an oven, would you call them scones? Wait, say, say that again. If a cat had kittens in the oven, would you call them scones? No. You'd call them kittens. So if an Irish man and an Irish woman had kids in America, what do you call them? Irish. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good point. Especially when they're afraid to go out in the sun. You definitely call them Irish. Now, yeah. Well, what, one thing I was, uh, um, I don't even know if it's a question or just a, an assessment of what, of what you're saying, but like we, we do know, like there's that saying that you're only as good as your your best competition, right? And that seems right. to to be what is holding the U.S. back is that the there's not enough competition for those few positions uh, to really make uh, the 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 players that do make it through that do make it to a you know make it get a professional contract or make it to the national team the players that got yeah I, and I'm not diminishing the work that had to be done. To, for, for a, a Josie Altador and a Michael Bradley and Clint Dempsey to make it to the national team. But the reality is that if, if these same three players were competing for a, a, a spot on the English national team, they probably wouldn't make it because the quality is so high. Just to well, that's a, get that's there. a bad example. You mean the German national team because the English national team, I'm pretty sure most of the American <laughs> national team players could walk on to. <laughs> Yeah, yes and no, but I, I, I know what you're saying, and, you know, that is my point all along. My point all along is that if you're picking players out who are paying their way, you are only going to have a certain percentage of your population who is ever going to be able to play soccer. If you're going into the inner cities, and, you know, I go to Van Corten Park here, I went to Van Corten Park for, for years, and there would be 25 games on on the weekend, and, or I go up here to Juniper Valley Park and I watch, watch Gachi, and I see them playing, and I, I see the caliber of players they have, and you say to yourself, what happened to these kids? Where do they go? They fall through the cracks. Some of them just can't afford, you know, you have all these big tournaments, as you guys know, on Labor Weekend or whenever it is, and you have to travel away and your parents have to stay in a hotel and you have to buy food and you have to buy gasoline. It becomes a very expensive and it becomes a very elitist attitude until you get to the point of where you're saying, OK, guys, here's a bus pulling up. I want to get 40 of you on it. Let's go. Let's see what you're made of. We're going to foot everything for the weekend. Let's see how good you are. That's when you're going to find out how good a player you have. Well, I wish they would do that in comedy because <laughs> we're more like that first example. We're like, how are we going to no, no, afford we food? We, we, we couldn't have 40 more comedians competing <laughs> against you guys. That would be, be a disaster. That's a great point, and we're going to separate that and use that. Uh, <laughs> well, Tommy, Tommy we, uh, we have a team that uh, of Cooligans FC. We, we have a team of comedians that play in a Sunday league at Brooklyn Bridge Park. Uh, uh, the league is called NYC Footy. Uh, you, you, should, you should come out one day and, uh, and just got the talent see see what see what us comedians have to offer to the to the football world and you said that sometimes they're looking in the wrong places that would be you for an entire sunday <laughs> look looking exactly exactly that would be two hours of my life i would never get back <laughs> absolutely absolutely uh which we call it so you're you're now you're now calling the sorry about that geez a little bit of audio issue there uh you're calling the union games now 
Um, what are we thinking? Because they kind of have a bit of a turnaround uh, so far this season. Yeah, they have. And a lot of people get confused and say to me, what, you, what local is it? It's not any local folks. It's the union team in Philadelphia. It's not local three of the electricians union or something. It would have been it's funny if they the named team. the team Philly, the Philly 187. You know? yeah, that's, <laughs> I'm not sure Ernie Stewart or Jim Curtin might, Curtin might like that. But yeah, yeah they've, they've had, a terrib- they had a terrible slow start. Really bad start to the season. But, you know, they've got things going now and they're starting. They've won a couple of very good games. Even the last game now before the Gold Cup break came there, they went out against Sporting and everybody talks about how brilliantly Sporting are and how great a team they are because they've won so many games. But yet now when you looked at it, uh, the union had three games in hand of sporting and were only nine points behind them. So basically, if they won three games, they could be level with them. And after, you know, they started their season, uh, they didn't get a win in the first eight games. But, you know, Chapong and uh, uh, Bedoya, they've, they've really put it together. And uh, Medunian, uh, this, this name that everybody laughs when I talk about Medunian, he is brilliant. I mean, he's a brilliant setup man. He's a brilliant free kick taker. Um, we're doing a game tomorrow night, actually. Uh, they're they're playing tomorrow night. So um, hopefully Bedoya is back. His wife had a baby. He was on the national team. And you saw how well he played, how well he played the other night with the, the U.S. national team. He has the makings of being a great player. And, uh, you know, Chapong, I'm not sure, and I'm not trying to pick the team for Bruce Arena or anything, but I don't know how he doesn't get a look for the U.S. He's the hardest working man. You know the hardest working man in show business, but he's the hardest working man in soccer, believe me. Yeah, we we've uh, I would totally agree about Tapong, and and we've we've talked yeah, he's great. We've talked a lot about uh, Harris uh, Madunian, and uh, we we've struggled. He's the one who rescinded the red card. Who yeah, helped rescind the red. Yeah, card. what did you think of that moment with uh, you know obviously Philadelphia Union were playing against uh, DC United, and there was a foul by Lucho Acosta, and uh, you know and the ref gave a red, and and Madunian in I've never seen this before in in sports in general where yeah, he told the ref all. he told the ref oh I didn't I don't think he fouled me, and 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 the ref he rescinded the red card. Yeah, I had said the same. I had never seen it before in sports, but then when I started to think about it after. But let me explain to you. You know, I said that night, and I made a mistake. I said when the red card is uh, presented, it can't be rescinded. Uh, that's not true. The red card can be rescinded by the referee, provided play, the ball hasn't been touched to start play again. Now, Medunian then to do what he did that was unbelievable. When Badaya was asked after the game, he said, what did you think of it? He said, what, is he trying to win the Fair Play Award of the month or something? <laughs> so he didn't particularly like it. But if you watched the game last night, there was an even stranger incident. And if you go to YouTube, you can get it. And I'm going to tell you, it was Manchester United against uh, Real did you see it? Yeah, I did. We did see it. Yeah, uh, with uh, Antonio Valencia following uh, Salcedo, and uh, yeah, the, and, and yeah, he went over and asked, he went over and asked Mourinho, "Will you take him off?" And Mourinho said no, so we went out to give him a red card. I never saw that in my life, and either. 
Yeah, that was. So I don't know what's going on here with these referees. <laughs> yeah, it was strange. I mean, the he, the referee did go up to Mourinho and say, you know, you can either sub him off or he's going to get the red. A lot of people didn't think it was worthy of a red card, but it was definitely malicious. In 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 real time, it did it didn't look so so bad. But when you see it it's on the, the replay, it, I yeah. mean, he's he's deliberately just kicking at his leg. I mean, I, you know, anything could happen in that moment, but it did look pretty bad. Yeah, it, well, I mean, it was pretty obvious that it was payback for what he did to Mata earlier in exactly. the game when Mata got the same exactly. So he got the same thing. Valencia said, hey, you know, you got to cover guys' backs when you're playing at this level. Uh, like, that was far from being a frenzy game last night. But there is there is a great... Uh, Mourinho did say that afterwards in his press conference. We used it on on uh, Grumpy Pundit this morning. We used the sound drop from it. And that's exactly just as you described it. The referee went over and gave him a choice. And uh, Rodney said that he, Mourinho told the referee to piss off. Now, I don't know if he said that or not. I'm just saying that that's what Rodney said. I'm trying to intimidate Rodney. I'm trying to get Rodney in trouble here. But that's what Rodney said. <laughs> well, it's just a bunch of, uh, you know, Premier League... At least I, I think the Premier League has a long way to go to catch up to MLS because it's a it's a much classier league. Yeah, in fact, to that point, uh, Gary Lineker has caught some stick from American soccer fans for sort of slighting the league after uh, the Real. I'm sorry, after the Manchester United LA Galaxy match, um, and he sort of down talked the league and said that it's clearly not at the Premier League level, which I don't think anyone is claiming it is. Uh, but he said that because of the result of the uh, Manchester United. LA Galaxy uh, match or the friendly. Now we have RSL beating. Uh, no, you know, they didn't. They didn't beat them, but they lost two to one. But it was a very close. Lost two to one. Yeah, but yeah. then it was close. But one of uh, the earthquakes just won against. Um, who did the Who did the earthquakes beat? I, th- I think they beat Frankfurt. Um, so does that mean that oh, that was Columbus? Columbus. Columbus beat. Frankfurt. I'm sorry, Columbus Frankfurt. beat Frankfurt. Mm-hmm. So does that mean that all of a sudden the MLS is now as good as the Bundesliga? <laughs> like you know, talk a little bit about what that sort of. You know, people that sort of going against MLS and constantly trying to raid it against Europe. And it's kind of pointless. It's two different leagues. Yeah, it, it is two different leagues. But if if you're going to follow a line and say that Gary Lineker is wrong, well, then you're saying that there are an awful lot of stupid people in England. <laughs> because there's some of those guys in England, in fact, the vast majority of them are getting paid. 200, 250 grand or 300 grand a week. So if you're saying that the guys in MLS are as good as the guys in the Premier League, well then the guys in England must be very stupid because I don't know why they don't come over here and buy the guys from the MLS for whatever amount of money. They had to go on strike last year to get 60 grand. Now, I, I don't believe in uh, matching the leagues against one another because one's been around for 22 years and the other's been around for 100 years. So there's a difference. But like, uh, what Manchester United did to the Galaxy in the first half last the other night was absolutely embarrassing. When you consider that Manchester United got off the plane, had one training session and went out and did that to a team that's in ha- almost in mid-season form. And I know there were a lot of academy players on it. I don't see, I don't see these, uh, you know, this is the problem that exists in the States in the sense that people say, yeah, so, you know, wants to beat somebody, you know, uh, that, okay, we're as good as the Premier League. You shouldn't be doing that. I mean, you're setting yourself up for a bad fall. Den Hag from Holland played in a friendly the other day. They're one of the best teams in Holland, and they were beaten 22-0. Does that mean 
that they're 22 goals worse than the team that's there. Friendly matches mean absolutely nothing, especially pre-season friendly matches. I mean, Manchester United are here tomorrow night. They're playing Manchester. Manchester United is playing now. This will be the third game. They're playing Manchester City. Now, this is a real, this is a game that has a lot of venom involved in it because the two of them come from the same city. But yet and all, some of the Manchester City players are getting in tonight, haven't been back in training, and they're expected to go out and play against Manchester United tomorrow night. So I would just say the preseason things, I don't even look at them. I mean, we used a couple of examples there of things that happened at them. But they mean absolutely a pinch of you-know-what snuff. I mean, they mean nothing. I mean, I de- absolutely nothing. I definitely think the the Manchester United LA Galaxy game didn't mean anything, especially since RSL did the same exact thing to LA Galaxy just like three weeks ago. They beat them six to one or six to two. Yeah. Uh, so LA Galaxy are a team that probably should not be playing Premier League teams at the moment. And it's smart to play the kids because then, hey, it's not our fault. We played the kids. What are you talking about? Yeah, It's like sending your wife into a fight. Of course I lost. I sent the wife in. She doesn't know how to fight. It's not her fault. But I came in in the second half and really scrubbed it up a bit, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's going to be the same. I mean, if the All-Stars beat Real Madrid, do you really think that the All-Stars are as good as Real Madrid, even if managed to beat them? Yes. I don't think so. Yes, Tommy. They no, that's exactly what it means, Tommy, if you use Gary Lineker's <laughs> assumption. Um, so yeah. now you mentioned it a couple times, but you're you're the host of a podcast called Grumpy Pundits. Where can everyone, or it's also, is it a radio show on, on Sirius a, XM? Yeah. yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's not a podcast. It's a radio show. Right. And you guys do it three times a week? We do it three times a week on Sirius XM, XM FC 85. Uh, we come on at 9 o'clock from 9 to 11. And my partner is Rodney Marsh, who is one of the most famous players that ever played the game in England and became really infamous afterwards because he spent two years on the road with, in my opinion, the best player that ever played the game anywhere in the world, Georgie Best and himself and Best spent two years. In fact, ESPN are done, or maybe they've done it, or they're doing it anyhow, a 30-30 on Georgie Best. And if you want to see what I'm talking about, Georgie Best, uh, I've seen him score in an FA Cup game one night for Manchester United on a west-west horrible field. He scored six goals himself on his own. Six goals. Georgie Best was an absolutely incredible player who played for Northern Ireland, if you're not aware of him. Uh, look him up. Look at the video. Uh, and see what you think of him. He had a few problems, all right, but they certainly weren't that he couldn't play football. He had wine, women, and song. That was his problems. Yeah, he's famous for the uh, phrase that he uh, spent 90, 90% of his money on fast cars, booze, and fast women, and the other 10% he threw away or he wasted. <laughs> yeah. yeah, George That's- Best is a legend. <laughs> And he's also famous for saying when he was asked about the English national team, he said, well, if England were playing in the backyard, I would pull the shade down. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> yeah, the, I, I've been seeing the, the commercials for the 30 for 30. I, I, I set it to, to my DVR. I've heard of George Betts. I haven't really watched too much, uh, uh, you know, of any much footage of him playing. Uh, but this seemed really, really interesting. He seemed like almost to the popularity of like the Beatles uh, of, of, of football. And yeah, somebody said that he made scoring cool. And I don't know. I don't. I guess I. I don't. I wasn't around in that era, so I'm not exactly sure how to quantify that. But I guess the game was very proudly defensive, and he made it cool, like to be a court, sort of like flashy and want to score. 
Well, it, it, it's not so much that it's that you know in the present day's game, if you breathe on somebody, you get a yellow card. In his day, I mean, boots flew at very awkward angles, <laughs> and there wasn't eighteen cameras covering the game, so that if somebody kicked you today. You knew that, uh, okay, in six or eight weeks you were going to play them again and there would be no television and you would get your opportunity to kick them back again. You know, the game wasn't anything like it resembles now. And if you go back and look at some of the some of the tapes of George Best on YouTube and see some of the hacks that was done to him and the way he was cut down, then you begin to understand why he made it cruel. I mean, he, he made an absolute laugh of those guys in, 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 in England at that time. That's awesome. Yeah, Manchester United legend. In fact, there's a, a bar not far from where I live called Bar Bruno, which has a very big George Best mural on the outside of it. So if you ever find yourself in uh, downtown Brooklyn, go check that out, Tommy. I think you'd love it. Um, so I want everyone to check out uh, Grumpy Pundits. Um, check it out. It's on SiriusXM FC, and it's three times a week, just like Tommy said. And Tommy, where can everyone follow you online? Uh, I'm on uh, Twitter at Tommy Smith, and it's S-M-Y-T-H, and I have ESPN after my name. Tommy Smith, ESPN, but the Smith is spelled not with an I, it's spelled for a Y. Yeah, don't forget that, everybody. Thank you so much, Tommy. <laughs> it's an absolute honor to have worked with you before and to have you on our show. Okay, guys, I look forward to it. And you know something? I will take two hours out of my life to go see that league sometime. Oh, uh, I know. If I could get some emails on it or something. I'm generally working on the weekend, but I'll figure out a way to do it. Not, all right? Not a problem. We play every Sunday at 2 o'clock, but I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. It would be insane if you were there. <laughs> Tommy. People, people you, would go crazy. <laughs> you, if you show up, let me know because I'll bring the sandwiches and booze and you and I will sit down and watch the game together. <laughs> Okay, that that's a deal. That, right. that is a deal. Yeah, I don't like I don't like ham sandwiches, so bring something else. Buddy, I'll call you beforehand, I'll get you exactly <laughs> what you want. Thank you so much, yeah, Tommy. I, I love I love I love I love to have banana sandwiches. They're a little quirk I have, but I love banana sandwiches, yeah. just so as you know. Wow, I never what heard. what else is in there besides banana and bread? Just banana bread and butter. Wow, I've never gotta even be, had gotta that. Gotta be a, gotta be a heavy layer of butter on it. Buddy, we're, it's, we're it's eating this. It's a very this. Irish thing. Some people actually shake sugar on it, but I, I don't like the sugar on and it. And this is a you know, savory. I, 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 <laughs> this is like what you eat for lunch? Uh, lunch, yeah. You'd eat it for lunch or dinner or if you were hungry. Tommy, I, we, okay, we're going to... We're, we're, we're doing this. We're doing this. We're going to eat this. We're going to have this. We're doing this together. We're going to yeah. have this together. We're going to have be... you watch a, watch a terrible <laughs> soccer game, and me and you are going to eat butter and banana... <laughs> With a little bit of powdered sugar, I guess, sandwich. <laughs> oh, man, I can't wait to try this. <laughs> all right, Tommy, thank you so much. Okay, guys, lovely. Take uh, care of yourselves, all right? All right, all right guys, we'll be right back after this. Hey, everybody, thank you so much for listening. We just wanted to break in real quick and ask you to do us a huge favor. Yeah, all we want, to, all we want you to do is just uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. That is the, oh, man. That's the big... Look, we're working... We work very hard on this podcast. We're also making a, a very concerted effort to put out some more video content for you guys. And we want to get some people li- uh, watching those videos as well. Yeah, I mean, right now, you got about like 30 more seconds before the second segment comes up. So I beg you, if you're on your phone, you can do other stuff while you're listening to this podcast. Why don't you click on YouTube? 
YouTube, the YouTube app. Why don't you put in soccer, cooligans, and just hit that subscribe button. And if you can, hit that little bell, that notification, let you know every time we put up a video. We're working really hard to give you guys at least one video a week. We have a video right now that's called FIFA The News that we're playing FIFA, and we're seeing, we're having that predict the biggest match, and we're talking about a lot of stuff that's happening on the news in the video, and there's a lot of cool editing that's involved. It takes a long time, but it's really, really funny. Exactly. So, uh, look, we're doing a lot of work. We want just a little bit of validation. A little, yeah, that's little, it. Just a little bit. Is that that hard? <laughs> that's hard. Come on. We're, so We're just two, two little comedians. <laughs> yeah. We want a little like. Too poor. I would like some more, please. <laughs> some more followers and subscribers on our YouTube. So, yeah. if you can, hit the like button, comment on some of the videos if you can. At the very minimum, hit the subscribe and maybe even share it with your friends. It would be absolutely amazing. Yeah, baby. That was a great interview, man. That was great. Tommy's the absolute best. So, yeah, make sure you uh, support Tommy, follow him, follow him on Twitter. He's great on Twitter, too. Yeah, yeah, very funny. And a uh, big supporter of American soccer, which is absolutely huge. Um, and also, uh, listen, if you don't have SiriusXM, I think most of their shows get loaded up on YouTube, like either by fans or by them, like the next day. Yeah. So you can, I'm sure you can find uh, clips of it. Check it out. It's absolutely great. And, uh, you know, the fact that he would even come on our show is an, is an absolute honor. Yeah. But make sure you, I mean, don't just steal everything, you know, buy, you know, buy the, guys, <laughs> buy serious. WWCBD. <laughs> what would Chuck Blazer do? <laughs> so, uh, uh, so thank you again, Tommy. And, and, and it would be, how insane would it be if we if Tommy actually came to one of our games? I want to eat one of these sandwiches. But only one of these him. banana sandwiches. What I love is like you really got to slather the butter on there. Like <laughs> we know it doesn't taste good, but what are we gonna do? Just surreal. Uh, yeah, we we should start asking like uh, a lot of uh, either people in soccer like. What, if they have any, like, quirky things that they... That was so strange. That's very strange. Apparently, it's very popular in Ireland. But Ireland, definitely known for their food. <laughs> Poor Irish people. <laughs> so, they uh, all died because the potatoes almost went away. I mean, that's... <laughs> they, they couldn't find anything else. There's, that's it. There's all this green everywhere. They're like, wait, there is nothing. I cannot find I mean, thing. if we don't have potatoes, I mean, we gotta... Have, well, I'm gonna get on a boat for three months because... I can't do this. <laughs> so, um, uh, I mean, an uh, 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 important conversation we had with Tommy, just uh, giving his opinion on, on sort of the state of American soccer uh, and where we are. And we, we did want to talk about uh, the Gold Cup and uh, Copa Oro. Uh, and when some of the some just some of the games, just uh, some of the people who are who got booted uh, yeah. off, off of the roster. Speaking of Gold Cup, how bad was that Latin chick dancing in our video? Huh? <laughs> oh, my God. I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. When we went to the was a Costa Rican woman. Uh, Just watch the video. Watch She's the video. Dancing it's- very badly, and we have a lot of video of it. <laughs> so, um, but uh, yeah, that- Rob Hobson's like, "Yo, why is she snitching?" There's also a part of, in the in the video when she starts snitching. <laughs> that's not what Chuck Blazer would do. Actually, that's exactly what Chuck Blazer did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean for for the right price, uh, which the the right price is, don't send me to jail. Yeah, which by the way, I'd probably do as well. So <laughs> again, if the jury's listening, this so anyway, is why I'm not going to jail. Yeah, that's what that's what the Cooligans are about condoning. <laughs> Corruption. Uh, (laughs) Yo, just stop bothering Trump about all this Russia stuff. There's probably nothing going on. I I know. I mean, maybe there was something going on, (laughs) but he was getting juiced, baby. (laughs) He was getting jizzed. (laughs) Oh, boy. That's a new term that, whoa, how how fun is that? Oh, boy, is it getting wedged into our podcast. (laughs) I I can hear Kale and and CJ right now (laughs) typing. Tropic Sounders and Kale just... (laughs) 
<laughs> going away. Um, so, uh, it, it, so let's talk about uh, the the U.S. Uh, game against Martinique, which they won three to two. Uh, Martinique, a team a tougher competition than we expected. T- I mean, it's, I think isn't Martinique the one not recognized by FIFA? Yep. So, yeah, this this shouldn't happen. I mean, look, I, you know, people on Twitter have said this. I'm not the one who invented this, but someone said, like, if we told you that the U.S. played and still beat a region of France, you'd be pretty excited about it. And that's essentially what this is. A lot of these players have been trained in France. You know what I mean? Like okay. They, they make the pilgrimage out to France. Doesn't excuse it. They clearly don't have the level. We should have beat them 7 nothing. But that said, we still won. Yeah, it, it's it's still and with our C squad, it's still a bit of a concern, uh, and I think for for Bruce Arena, who was who was obviously yeah trying to get a, a, a you know a better look at, at some of these players. You know, we had like Christian Roldan who who made his his first he got his first cap, right? Uh, and and people were excited about you know uh, Jorston Mordan and, yeah, and the yeah. whole the whole thing, but. I think that that game even more than the Nicaragua game was was the thing that probably uh, left a bad taste in in Bruce Arena's mouth over like his, his confidence of some of these newer guys. Right. In in in, you know, for the World Cup and shouts to uh, Jimmy Conrad, who who sort of explained it, I think, the best because he this is how he made his way into the World Cup squad through Bruce Arena mm-hmm. is because he was able Bruce basically said, like, all right, let's see if you you have the the quality, the skill, the competitive nature, and if I can trust you. Yeah. And in the Gold Cup, he wants players he can trust. He's looking for players that he knows he can put in positions, and if they're able to score, they will. So yeah. think the opposite of Wondolowski. <laughs> the Gold Cup for Bruce is just a, a trust fall. Yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah, he just wants to see if you, you're going to catch me. You know what he's doing? He's He meets you at a diner, and he gives you a... a a book of matches with an address on it. And he says, I need you to go there and kill this woman. Right <laughs> now, when you get there, it's just going to be him sitting there. Right. But, but you showed up, if you show up, that means he could trust you. You know <laughs> what I mean? Good, it's a good sign. That's a good way to really see who's loyal to you. People listening to this episode are like, what the hell's gone on in Alexis's life? But that's exactly what's happening. Right. So, uh, <laughs> he looked at a lot of these players and he had to make a decision whether you trust him or not. Marnique, and then again, Nicaragua, I think are the two games where we can pinpoint where I think a lot of decisions were made pro or con. I think of all the, the games, of all the matches and of all the players, I think the one player that I think has kind of given themselves an opportunity to get into that World Cup uh, squad, at least have a shot at it, is probably Kellen Rowe. I, I would add also Dom Dwyer. I think. I know Dom Dwyer got booted. He did, but so did Kellen Rowe. I know, but I think <laughs> Dom Dwyer got booted because, well, maybe you're right. No, I think I think both of them uh, do. I, I think they play the best. I, I think I think Dom. I think Bruce doesn't trust Dom now because of that. Because he's British, he's like I don't trust these. I dudes. mean, <laughs> these Brits. Tommy, if we get him back on the phone, he'd start. Of course, you don't trust him. You never trust him. Uh, no, I, 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 I think it's because of the the penalty miss against. Uh, yeah, I, I would say Nicaragua. the same thing. Uh, that that penalty miss, uh, he was so disappointed. Uh, and and it's and Joe Corona didn't have a shot at the World Cup squad anyway, so who cares? <laughs> I I did love that uh, you, after when 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 the second penalty arose, uh, you know, and after Dom Dwyer missed, Joe Corona was like, "Yo, pff, 
yo, I got this. Nobody's taking this one from me. Yeah. And then he took the wor- a way worse penalty than way worse than Tom Dwyer did. And to the same spot. <laughs> yeah. It was uh, just really, really bad. And Both of them were so bad. Zaza Simeone was like, I think I'm getting this. <laughs> uh, Is I, his name Simeone? I don't remember. Uh, Simone. I think it might be Simone. Simone. Uh, Simone is a coach at Atletico Madrid. Well, that's, uh, I mean, at least we're staying consistent. <laughs> I, mean, I gotta be honest. <laughs> that's probably the closest to the real name of all the names I fucked up. Uh, but so uh, Jordan, Jordan Morris looked good uh, against in Martin, uh, against Martinique. He got the, the game winning goal. They ended up winning uh, three to two. And against Nicaragua, they were sort of, they were in the position where they needed three goals uh, to finish the top of the group. So they, they could avoid playing Costa Rica right. in the, in the first, uh, in the quarterfinal. Thank God. And yeah, because Costa Rica is looking tough. The only way we beat them is if we get a foot of snow on the ground and we still play the game. So, <laughs> so hopefully, yeah, hopefully Arizona gets some snow. Yeah, yeah or whatever. Like, come on, Zona. <laughs> so we're playing the game in Saskatchewan. Yeah. <laughs> Look, we got to we got to change things up because uh, Gold Cup is in America. This just happens to be North America. We make the rules. <laughs> uh, but as he, I mean, this is the list of the people that uh, are coming in: uh, Tim Howard, Jesse Gonzalez. Uh, Michael Bradley, Darlington Nagby, Josie Altador, and Clint Dempsey, and the people leaving, uh, Brad Guzan, uh, Sean Johnson, which a lot of people were like, thank, a lot of NYCFC fans were like, thank the Lord. Uh, they don't have to see Eric Johnson again yeah. <laughs> play uh, between the sticks. Uh, that mannequin wearing a soccer jersey. <laughs> 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 he, he he almost every almost every joint can move. It's pretty good. <laughs> no, I mean he's doing pretty good. He's not completely uh yeah. you know <laughs> yeah. it's that it's that thing that's outside of used car lots that's getting air blown <laughs> the, into it. The wacky wavy inflatable yeah. tube man. Yeah. 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 <laughs> By the way, never had a title, that might be the perfect title for it. The wacky wavy inflatable no, but, tube man. Yeah, but that's from uh episode of Family Guy. Oh, right? is it? They had a big commercial it was like wacky wavy inflatable tube man, wacky wavy inflatable tube man. Oh, I don't remember that. Funny thing. All right, man. Great writers on it, better than us apparently. <laughs> So um, but that's put that in front of goal. That's a Derek Johansson. <laughs> that's a good. Yeah, I mean, the, the reflex is on that thing. <laughs> yeah, it's not anywhere near the ball. But yeah, Eric Johansson looks like an unplugged, wacky, wavy, inflatable uh, yeah. two man. There's or like, like the, the, the blowers it, have come down to fifty percent capacity. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, who else has got it? Yeah, uh, Ali Bedoya, uh, Christian Roldan, Brian Rowe, and uh, I mean, Kellen Rowe and Tom Dwyer. Yeah, all right, of all the players coming in, uh, Tim Howard. Um, remind me who else is coming in? Uh, Jesse Gonzalez, the keeper, from, De- keeper. from Dallas, FC Dallas. Uh, uh, Michael Bradley, Nagby, Altador, Dempsey. All right, I'm very upset about one of them. Can you guess who that is? Um, I don't know. Oh, this is this might be tough. Maybe Howard. I'll give you two chances because you failed on the first one. Okay, it's not Howard. Uh, I think it's pointless. Hmm. Dempsey. Yep. Has to be them. Yeah. Why? The guy missed half a year <laughs> with a bad ticker. He's up there in age. First of all, the Seattle Sounders fans don't want to see him leave. Okay. Yeah. Why? Why are you doing this? Yeah. This seems maybe this. I, the only reason why I'm okay with it is like maybe it's his last run. With the men's national team, because he's not going to be at the World Cup next year. If he is, he's going to be like a bench player at best. What are we doing? I would say it is weird after, especially seeing how well Dwyer played. 
Why why wouldn't you let the wire get more time? Yeah, cause, and he was and he was pretty disappointed. Uh, you saw on Twitter, he was I mean happy to get get back to his wife uh, and 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 his kid and, and Sydney Larue. Shouts to her, man. She's like the most supportive wife in sports, man. She's posting so many like inspirational things and how much it means to her and how hard of a worker her husband is. It was great, absolutely yeah. great. Uh, but it, it does seem the like, J and Bay of soccer. Uh, it does seem like a strange move, but I think after these changes. If the U.S. does not win the Gold Cup, th- this is a complete failure on Bruce Arena's part. Yeah. Me- look, uh, we know, I mean, Costa Rica has a strong squad, but Mexico did not make any changes. They did not bring any of their first team guys to, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, into the pl- into the knockout round. Right. So this, I, I don't I mean, if if Bruce does not end up lifting the trophy after this. I'm I'm just going to be incredibly disappointed and just angry. I also think a lot of fans are going to are going to see this as a mistake. But why did you why did you gut that team? They were actually starting to gel. They were starting to play well together. You know, you're going to hear all those things. You're going to hear why did you rip that apart? Why would you bring these players in? These players hadn't played together in a long time. It's going to take them a while to gel. So on and so forth. You're going to hear all that if he doesn't. Uh, yeah. If the U.S. doesn't lift this trophy. So I was talking to a gentleman who's a big Mexican fan, a big Mexican dude, and he thinks that the U.S. is going to win specifically because he's like, well, they brought in their best players. Not all their best players. You know, Pulisic isn't there and so on and so forth. But they brought in a much stronger squad. They've gotten stronger with these changes. Yeah. And that's something that no other team that's still left has done. I completely agree. I mean, they seem on paper, they seem like the strongest uh, uh, squad. And um uh, yeah, so uh, I mean, uh, there was a cu- there were a couple other games. There was an open cup match. There were supposed to be two, but uh, one of them got postponed, and that's going to be happening this week. Right? Uh, FC Cincinnati against Miami FC, and it's not because of the weather. It's just because nobody gave a fuck. So <laughs> well, I feel like both of the fans of those teams would care quite a bit. I'm I mean. only kidding. <laughs> but um, I'm actually really excited to, to to see that game. I think that's going to be big because and they already did the the U.S. Open Cup draw for that game and that's uh the winner the so it'll be a lower division team hosting the red bulls because the red bulls beat new england revolution in uh what appeared to be uh somebody uh, uh an elementary school pitch uh there was <laughs> that's very- why i said nobody gives a fuck to play these <laughs> things that like hey what park what park is open late in your city <laughs> oh well uh, the lights don't work so we got to pick a different one and yeah, that was, they yeah. shut off the lights after 6 p.m right there's like what there's more porta potties on that and that in the, in the stands than there were fans <laughs> they did the the red bulls played the revolution in uh they were playing in in Massachusetts somewhere, uh, but they obviously they couldn't use Gillette Stadium for the U.S. Open Cup game. And yeah, it just it was just odd. Uh, I mean, we've seen this with other U.S. Open Cup matches. I don't want to uh, disparage any because I, I remember watching the the, the Sounders Timbers. They played at S two S Starfield. I think that's the name of the the field that they they played at. Maybe uh, yeah. which is a smaller pitch. Um, but still great though. It still looks nice. It had a, a fair amount of uh, uh, seats. It looks like, yeah, it looks like in uh, like a like a high level academy stadium. Yeah, but the, like and, in Europe, like the uh, what is it? The elite development squad at Manchester City has something like that. And but but this match between the Red Bulls and the Revolution looked like it was. I mean, literally played at a public park. I yeah. mean, there, there were porter potties. There were just people walking around. Like oh, there's what? like hills. Someone's <laughs> picnicking in the background. It's like very odd. It's <laughs> very weird for something two for two. MLS sides to to uh, to play and, and I mean the game wasn't any uh, worse or the quality of the game wasn't it was it wasn't diminished but it was just a little strange to watch because the 
the the camera angle wasn't even really high enough to to see the game right properly like <laughs> they looked like a, it looked like someone shot it on their phone <laughs> yeah and they had to hold their arm up as high as they yeah, could you know yeah. let's get the tallest guy here uh with with the largest uh, wingspan some kid on some dude's shoulder was holding the camera uh, so uh, the, yeah, the Red Bulls did end up winning this game, uh, uh, one nothing. And it's been interesting because the Red Bulls, uh, I was, I think it was, it might have been Mark Fishkin who was tweeting this out that they, this is the first time they've gotten to the semifinal uh, without. Um, in the past, they've mostly played lower league teams to sort of get that far. But this time, they've they've only played MLS sides, and they won, and they and they've been winning. So, uh, I mean, they they have to be heavily favored against Miami or against Cincinnati. But again, we saw Cincinnati. I thought they played already. You're right; they haven't played yet. We saw Cincinnati against uh, uh against Chicago, and we saw how that went. And we saw Miami against Atlanta United. So both of these teams are very much capable of taking down an MLS side, especially and the Red Bulls. You uh, you kind of wouldn't say you wouldn't say that they're better than Chicago or Atlanta. So no, they, they, and they uh, have a, Miami is the most stacked team. They're the new Cosmos of the NASL. Okay, they're like the they're the big money team. Uh, you know, Poku's there and other players. <laughs> <laughs> We've done our research. Yeah, <laughs> but I know that a lot of the NASL guys hate. Miami, a lot of the NASL fans, because they are like the most stacked team. Yeah, uh, I think they they just they won like the 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 spring season. Yeah, they do the the apertura and the clausura. Yeah, and uh, they won the first the uh, the first. It's weird watching those uh, the the lower league, you know, any lower league kind of celebrate a trophy right because part of it you're like oh cool for you cool for you but like oh that's cute like it's yeah. a, i mean I, and it's not and it's totally out of like the the way the the horrible u.s you know pro rel and no, not lack of pro rel the the way the system is right that it's just like it you can you can sense the the frustration and like uh, this is as good, this is as much as you're gonna get, right? This celebration is what you get. Yeah, you don't get to move because, up. You don't get to do anything because we see when uh, the lower league when when someone from the from the championship when what was it like Newcastle they have a parade. Yeah, they have a parade for your well, team when you get uh, promoted into the into well, remember the, the owner league. the owner of Bournemouth in the in the locker room a uh, year uh, last season not this season that just finished the season before he was in there he's getting champagne spread on him he's cursing at the cameras he's like up the fuck. You know, cherries. He was just really loving it. It was great. Those are those scenes. Uh, you know, we could talk about this ad nauseum. We don't yeah. have it here. Whatever. <laughs> but it, yeah, it, it's hopefully at some point in the future we could have the, the, those lower leagues just as excited and 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 rewarded. But I have a question for the fans of this podcast: yeah. If you absolutely hate Chuck Blazer and think he was a bad guy, but <laughs> he would have instituted <laughs> pro rel pro, pro rel before he passed. How would you feel about him? I think for a lot of people, they would they if if he did that, even with all the corruption, they'd be like, "Please still give me that Chuck Blazer back tattoo." Yeah, I'm still yeah. I'm still I'm still getting it, dog. <laughs> I'm gonna go I'm gonna go refill the water in his cat's dishes at his cat's apartment. <laughs> we're fine. We're fine with it. <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna name my library after Chuck uh-huh. Blazer. <laughs> this is the Chuck Blazer shelf. This is the three cats in the apartment shelf. <laughs> At the New York Public Library. Uh, and th- yeah. And then he's like, oh, wait, give me a second. I just got to feed a little, little Chuck Blazer. Yeah. <laughs> little baby <Okay>. Chuck Blazer. <laughs> it's, my, it's my child. Yeah. I also named my cat Chuck Blazer. <laughs> yeah. When I yell Chuck Blazer, seven different animals come to me. <laughs> because that's how much I respect that man. <laughs> so um, they were... Uh, uh, a, a couple other games, uh, some friendlies, and uh, you know, and th- and this has been, you know, uh, th- th- the next couple of weeks and and most summers are spent 
you know, where uh, a lot of European teams will come to to the U.S. and take our dollars to see their inferior product and uh, charge way more than they charge at their own home stadium. Very much. They for need tickets. To, <laughs> they need to make. Uh, they need to make that truck truck blazer cash. Uh, I think the Miami Classico had like a ticket for like a million dollars posted on like. Seat Geek or something or StubHub. Oh, that's in, that's insane. It's ridiculous. But I think if the package, if you get the package, you'll get cheaper tickets if you get a flight and a hotel through them, right? Okay. And just the seats for the game are fifteen hundred dollars each. That's before the flights in the hotel. Absurd. I mean, it's it's. I mean, if that if they did that in Spain, people would. I mean, they'd be right. They would be right. Yeah. Without it, I mean, there there's already riots. Meanwhile, <laughs> here they're like, well, if we're gonna do that, we gotta get the best table and the biggest bottle of booze at the clubs. I think there, but there is a little bit of that. Like you know, we have this superior product, and we're gonna show you, but you gonna you're gonna have to pay to see it. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, without a doubt, they Capitalism, take it. Baby. They take it a little too far. <laughs> I mean, because the ICC. Uh, you know, and which are the which is the the tournament, quote unquote tournament. I don't think it's really a tournament this year. I think it's just a bunch of showcases. Uh, yeah, a showcase of all the of all the big teams in Europe. The 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 games like you know I, who's playing here? Red Bull Arena. It's going to be Tottenham against I think Roma. Tottenham, no Juventus versus uh, Barca. No, that's in uh, Giant, St- yeah, Giant Stadium. Giant Stadium, yeah, 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 yeah. MetLife, yeah. So that's a, but there's a, there's a couple others, uh, uh, other fixtures of game, and they're like kind of expensive, but like sixty, seventy bucks. But it's like. Yeah, I pay that. Which is a lot more than what they pay out there. That's a lot more. Uh, I thought it was about the same. Maybe I'm wrong. No, I sat fifth row of uh, of an Arsenal match, and I paid 46 pounds, which is, what, the equivalent of, what, at that time, maybe 57 bucks. Okay. And that was fifth row. That, that was like, that's an exp- that's a probably one of the more expensive tickets. Yeah. Hey. It's like a VIP section. I mean, but the... the and, and the guy apologized. Like, I'm really sorry the tickets were so expensive. These are the only ones available. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I almost bought one for you. And that's the thing, is that the the... Premier League is 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 partly very successful. I mean, the quality of the game, yeah, it's it's great. But the 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 reason for its success, I mean, America has a huge role in that because yeah. the paying that that NBC paying that TV contract and the the amount of viewers, yep. uh, you know, we have. I mean, frankly, we just have more human beings to uh, more eyeballs to actually watch. The games than they do in England. Also, we have a much higher ceiling. Our potential is bigger because not that many Americans are watching it just yet. Yeah. So if it does catch on here, it's a ton of people. Same as China. China's a big market for them right now. Yeah. Uh, so the, the there were a couple of games that I, I that we watched. The uh, Manchester United uh, and these games are not part of the ICC. No. Uh, these are just friendly friendlies that the MLS clubs will just schedule. Just uh, they be like, hey Manchester United, why don't you come over and just humiliate us in front of all all you know all our fans? Well, they did it to our all stars, <laughs> and now they're just doing it to our clubs individually, which is kind of nice. But I mean, uh, you know, this is big money because a lot of the Manchester United fans are tuning in to watch Lukaku. Yeah, so that's pretty pretty dope. Uh, so at least it's 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 additional money. But yeah, I mean they they pretty much wrecked LA Galaxy. Yeah, they they beat uh, five two five to two. But everyone says we tied in the second half, which is when it was our our stronger squad. Our meaning America, mm-hmm. it was a stronger LA Galaxy squad versus a relatively strength uh, strong Manchester United squad. Now I don't think that has any bearing. You heard us talk about the Gary Lineker thing on in the interview in the previous segment, so I'm not going to go over it even more. Uh, but RSL gave him a pretty good run. Yeah, RSL they played RSL after that. Yeah, RSL did look uh, really good. I, I did. 
for the you know one thing i always notice when i watch uh premier league matches i'm always like man this these this game is fast like they they just pass to each other very quickly they their their first touches are just like it's like they're passing to they're sending bullets to each other to to a pillow of a foot and, yeah. just, and i'm just sometimes not lukaku not lukaku obviously that's yeah that's no. gonna, <laughs> it's a hard no. ass pillow <laughs> it's just concrete it's just yeah. it's like playing uh, you know bouncing a wall in a basket uh, right. on a wall like <laughs> i think this pillow is made out of trampoline material <laughs> so um, that was like the the one thing I was paying attention to, uh, and, and and Manchester United are not in mid season form by no. any, by any chance. But they're still great, but they're still very very good. And what are the players just cost seventy five million pounds? Yeah, <laughs> I'm they're sure pretty good. Yeah, I'm sure it was a reasonable investment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Arsenal did look really good. I mean, Arsenal came to play. Yeah, they really came to uh, uh, just like they didn't want to suffer the embarrassment that they just uh, that they just saw LA deal with. Right, and they they scored the first. Goal. Pecky was like, we ain't going out like that. Yeah, and I, I really did uh, think uh, maybe you know the 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 last few weeks, RSL and, and Pecky sort of uh, just his mentality and just in, even in his press conferences, he just he's he's just like a little bit more calm, just stoic. Like, yo, I'm I'm I got everything under control. I'm trying to sort right. all of this out. And what a great honor for Jose Mourinho to say that RSL was well coached. Did you see that? Yeah, that was awesome. They're very well coached. First thing he said. Now, he might just be being nice, but that's a feather in your cap if you're and, but Petke. Jose Mourinho has never just been nice for no reason. But he does like to pass blame. So the fact that they didn't win by like six or seven is pissing people off in, in Europe. And he said, well, they're very well coached. Yeah. And he even said, even for the quality of player they have, they all know exactly what they're doing. I mean, it's a great way of passing the buck. A real, uh, real uh, Jose thing to do. You don't think it was a, a genuine sign of respect? No. <laughs> That's interesting. No. Speaking of a non-genuine sign of respect, uh, did you see what Cosmo did? The LA Galaxy's yes, mascot? I, I, I did see that. It was very Absolutely good. hilarious. <laughs> There's a great photo. They got Josie Mourinho on the left, and Cosmo is standing next to an easel. Very clearly, <laughs> like very, and you know, whoever helps him with this is great. Uh, they, he put a sign that said, it's called soccer, and the O in <laughs> soccer is a soccer ball. And Jose Mourinho's not having it. <laughs> and the next photo is great. It's uh, Pogba kicks Kick, the sign kick down the with a ball. He, he kicks a ball into the sign. Yeah, it was uh, great. And and yeah, we we are, are big fans of Cosmo. He's, Absolutely, he's hilarious. Best and, mascot in the game. And anybody anybody who's uh, you know uh, either throwing shade or being a a slight just troll. <laughs> yo, we, you gotta support. You're on team cool again, as far as I'm <laughs> concerned. Uh, the I, I was really impressed with uh, Joao Plata uh, in this game. Yeah. He, he he kept the ball moving, man. He, yeah, I, I think there was a, a little bit of, especially compared to the Galaxy game, some of the defenders in uh, from from Manchester United were just like, oh. Okay. Well, they got they got some of these guys. Oh, actually, <laughs> I, I can't do this hungover. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was, uh, you know, I was I was at a nightclub in L.A. the night before. What, what what's going on here? Weed's legal back there. <laughs> How do you expect me to be able to function here? <laughs> what are these these Mormons? I didn't know these Mormons yeah. were capable of such things. <laughs> Dirty soda. Uh, I mean, they, the 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 first um, uh, goal from uh, Luis Silva. He 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 bodied uh, Jesse Lingard and by Phil Jones. Phil Jones is not a small boy, no, by any means. Uh, Nor I, is he a good defender. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> he did. He got moved off the ball. Yeah, yeah and that and it was, it was just cool to see. Just you know, even when when uh, MLS teams play uh, Premier League teams, I'm, you know, I'm not a fan of RSL. 
But when he scored that goal, I was jumping out of my off my couch. I was like, we, "Yo, do your thing." We got to root. We got to root for those guys. You got to you got to support them. The uh, way the Armenians came out to support Mkhitaryan <laughs> in L.A., yeah, which they have a massive Armenian uh, population. Yeah, that was all his cousins, pretty much. I, you know, it's funny. I don't think Armenia, like, come on, their national team's not going anywhere. Manchester United now is their national team, and they came <laughs> out like it was Costa Rica versus Honduras. Like yeah. they came out ready to go. Yeah, they re- they replaced the Armenian flag with just uh, uh, <laughs> the Manchester United symbol uh, and Mkhitaryan's face. Yeah, yeah, and his his jersey number. Yeah, that's the flag. That's the official flag. Of Armenia now, yeah. So uh, there's a couple other. There were a couple other friendlies. Uh, uh, Columbus Crew played against Eintracht uh, uh, Frankfurt, Frankfurt, yeah, uh, and they beat them one nil. Yeah, uh, and yeah, and there's like a yeah. These you know uh, we were talking about the Gary Lineker with Tommy uh, earlier, but there there whenever these matches happen, there is the and I think this happens more than you know because look these teams Premier League teams go in and they play they play against China. They play uh, teams in China. They play against. They go to yeah, India, like in Malaysia. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And nobody's like, "Oh, well, the Indian league really needs to improve if they have any interest in uh, competing with right. the well, Premier League." Japan clearly is not going to compete in the World Cup. <laughs> but with, look at how they played against Tottenham. But when it's MLS, all of a sudden now we can start talking about comparing. every pass is taking the temperature of the league. It's just ridiculous. It, it's why like, we got to defend ourselves. It's yeah. It's like, a, can I just say this? Can I say this? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, with all due respect, of course. Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, God forbid, but go fuck yourself. Like, I'm tired of it. We Look, we know we're clearly not. If we were Premier League level, like Tommy said, our players wouldn't be striking for 60K. Uh, you know, we wouldn't be in the position where we are now. We wouldn't be fighting for the small things that we are now. Your and I's podcast would not be getting the recognition because we'd be one of a million other podcasts. Yeah. We'd be fighting for anyone, you know, for the a uh, few amount of years. We know where we're at. We're 22 years into the game. I know we had a league before this that folded, okay? A couple leagues before this that folded. Yeah. We're 22 fucking years in. Can you calm down? You're a hundred years in. <laughs> I think it, it is. It's an inferiority complex thing because with everything else, you know, I mean, the U.S. is the biggest country in the world of That's almost exactly what e- it is. every other thing. So this is their thing. So they're like, hey, we got one thing better than you. Right. So we're going to remind you every single moment we can. Right. And they're trying to shame us for not being as good as they are. We're getting there. Yeah. Give us time. Give us a little bit of time. How about this? Give us another 78 years. <laughs> See where we're at. <laughs> exactly. And by the way, we shared this on our, our Twitter. You remember that clip of like, I think it was QPR versus like uh, Newcastle. Some Italian magazine said it was the worst 23 seconds of football yeah. of all time, yeah, of soccer of all time. That, that was 1993. Guys, that wasn't that long ago for you. And look how terrible everything involved, including the jersey design, including the pitches. Everything was bad. Look how far we've come in 22 years. Yeah, and you should, and they, England, you know, and the Premier League should thank the U.S. for the only reason you get some of the, these amazing players is because of the money that you, the revenue from American viewers that we're creating. Exactly, and American fans buying your your overly expensive jerseys, overpriced, way overpriced. Oh, I mean, overpriced. And that also goes for MLS too, by the way, because one hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> Everyone relax. Everybody relax. <laughs> but there are there is um. A, a a perception of uh and, and maybe you know w- when it comes to these transfer fees and and we see Pogba uh, you know I mean uh the Pogba's transfer fee but Lukaku's for seventy five million like they without a doubt they're they're overblown they're inflated 
when, is, when, when is, and I, I've I've seen this from you know we see all the transfer talks for in, in Bundesliga and in France and all this stuff and and teams are very open about like well we have we have a price for a player and we have a Premier League price for right. a player. Yeah, exactly. So they you get- also got like the what seven billion dollar contract for the TVs. Yeah, you're going to pay more. Yeah, exactly. And and here's the thing. Uh, you can, you have all this money, you're making all this money. We're not doing that. We're trying to build as best we can. Most of a lot of American fans are actually fans of their league, not ours. We're doing everything we can. Yeah. And you, you talking all this smack means nothing to us. We know, we know our issues at home. Exactly. Don't judge. <laughs> we have enough critics of our own league. Yeah. We do, literally doing that. We, we don't got, anybody got time for that. No, no. <laughs> anybody got time for you. We don't need you to help them. <laughs> there, there are, we already have loud people on this side of the, of the water yelling at us. We don't need you as well. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, yeah, hopefully we can get Gary on the podcast one day and yell at him. Oh, I would love to. It would be nice uh, and scold him uh, for, for, you know, uh, his silly, silly opinions. And we'll be very nice to him because <laughs> it's an honor to talk to him. But right now, now that we think we have no shot, we're shitting on him as much as we can. <laughs> Didn't he play for Tottenham? No, Lester. I play for Lester. Yeah, 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 very, yeah. He was the one that said if Lester wins the league, he'd do the uh, that their show of theirs. I forget what it's called. Oh, in his, uh, his underwear. In his underwear. Great body on the guy for still. I mean, Jesus. All right. Well, I mean, he's he's willing to do a show in his underwear. We can uh, we're gonna respect this guy. I can't respect. <laughs> you know what? I've never done this show in my underwear. So how about so, this? I never I'll, even wear underwear. We got <laughs> we got you on that, Gary. You uh yeah you're doing you you know, you're doing half nude uh, commentary. Right. Uh. So I mean, it's gonna it's a little bit a little bit tough to take you seriously. Right. I mean, come on. Yeah, I hate we hate the slut shame. I, <laughs> I mean, you have a long way to go to catch up with the cooligans. Yeah, maybe you need. Well, I mean, we we we've only been around for less than two years, but it's basically about a hundred years of experience. Exactly. I think that's. <laughs> I mean, you've put nail on the head, Christian. Beautiful. <laughs> so, uh, all right, everybody. So that's uh, yeah, another uh, another cooligans in the books. Uh, hopefully, this episode wasn't too too long for you. Uh, I do want to. How let, about how about us though? Giving you nice. A nice amount of content when there's not even games happening in the league we mainly talk about. We're bringing the heat. We don't even need soccer doesn't even have to exist for this soccer podcast to be great. No, not at all. First <laughs> of all, all we need is corrupt officials to die. And baby, we'll sit here and joke about it as much as we want. I do want to uh, let people know uh, right now, listening, uh, uh, especially Atlanta United fans. Next week we have a, a bit of a surprise. Uh, so. Make if you're an Atlanta United fan and just a fan of MLS and you like some uh, you know some players on there, uh, make sure you listen next week because it's oh, gonna be we got a big one. We got a big one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't want to give. I was gonna give a hint. I'm not gonna. No, don't give a hint. Don't no, give don't hint. give it because it might not happen. <laughs> yeah, that's a good any, point. Literally, any guy. I'm like, that's right. It's Tata Martino. <laughs> no, it's not him. Uh, but yeah, I'm really excited about that. And also, um, I think I think one of our ads might have been this, but just in case it wasn't. Um, uh, if you're in New York, July 22nd, uh, we're hosting uh, Football Vogue. Uh, they're right. fives. It's a five-a-side tournament. If you have a team that you think want to play, uh, go to footballvogue.com uh, and use Cooligans as your code, and you're going to get 50 bucks off the team. And guess what? We also get a little bit of that scratch. Yeah, yeah. So it'll help uh, us out as well. And it's, and the tournament's going to be a lot of fun. A bunch of great players are going to be uh, calling it, making jokes. There's going to be food. It's, it's going to be a lot, a lot of fun. All day. It's going to be absolutely amazing. So let's hope the weather's good. I'm actually flying back from Miami just for this. Uh, so you guys... Yeah, you should probably go to it because I'm going to be very angry that I don't have a Cuban sandwich in my hand. Uh, so uh, check that out. Uh, again, that's footballvogue.com. If uh, you didn't hear the ad or if you skip forward, now you know. <laughs> because you probably did skip forward. Yeah. Uh, so thank you again. You guys. Are- Actually, the funny thing is our segments are never exact. So you never know when the commercials are coming oh, up. That's great. 
Like, we sneak it in there. Trick, trick you. Into- yeah. <laughs> um, so like, uh, like always, uh, we mentioned at the top of the show, uh, leave an iTunes review. Seriously, it would be great. We have 32 of them at the moment. Uh, and yeah. I mean, would, it would be great if we get, if we can get 50, uh, by like in, in the next, by the end of the month. Uh, yeah. I mean, it would be, it would help us so much. Again, li- it literally bumps you up in the ranking in, in iTunes and, uh, which would be massive for us. Uh, big, big help. Uh, because now even if you search soccer, we don't come up. You have to actually put cool in order for us to come yeah, up. Yeah, it take, it, it's a, it's a, it, it takes some time of scrolling before the cooligans. Yeah, show up. which is not right. I mean, you could clearly tell talent wise, we should be right up at the top. So, <laughs> uh, and how much we entertain you guys. Hopefully, you believe that. So, leave a review, uh, five stars, and say something a little nice. And if you've already done that, uh, grab your significant other's phone and do it from their <laughs> phone uh, and hit the subscribe button. Or, just, be or, awesome. or steal phones, steal people's phones. Talk, and- why don't we start stealing identities and just leaving uh, <laughs> reviews? I mean, done. That's, I mean, and that's the best thing you can uh, do when Again, you steal. Well, Chuck plays <laughs> And then as soon as the cops go, Mr. Guerrero, I'll be like, oh, Christian did it. I'll tell you all about it. <laughs> yeah. We, we, there should be some sort of handbook of uh, like uh, Chuck, Chuck Blazer etiquette. Yeah. <laughs> Chuck, Chuck Blazer's guide to living. <laughs> Chuck Blazer's guide to business. <laughs> <laughs> the art of the steal <laughs> by Chuck Blazer. It's a pretty good bit. All right. Uh, my name is Alexis Guerrero. My name is Christian Polanco. Together, what are we? The, the Cooligans! Cool 